And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. It's Spare Notes. It's Saturday night. Sorry, I get really excited. I'm here with my ah, best friend <laughs> in the cigar industry. I love this man to death, Mr. William Cooper from Cigar-Coop.com. William Cooper, how are you? Matthew, what's going on? Hey, uh, fired up for tonight. Uh, it's been a few weeks, as you know, but uh, we got a lot to really roar on tonight. So it's nice to have yeah. everyone aboard today, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, there's 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 a lot of shit that went down since we were since we were last on. I mean, first oh, of all, yeah. there was there was the drama that happened with the Cigar Rights of America, which we'll touch on. Um, that we we all got involved in. Um, it's over now, but. <laughs> It it's it's worth mentioning. Um, there's Is the big it? issue. <laughs> I don't know if it's over yet, but okay. You we'll know what talk I mean. About it, that. It's not as not as hot. There's the big issue right. that mo- that I've been advertising for that you know a lot of people have been talking about this week with the flavor ban and the FDA. We will get into that and we'll talk all about it. Um, but and then of course you know there's there's some other little things you know there's some some housekeeping we got to get to. But uh, without further ado. Coop, it is uh, it is time. It's time to get into the nitty and the gritty. Uh, but before we get started, what are you smoking tonight? As I'm coughing here, I am getting over a cold actually. Um, but I'm I think I have It's not COVID. Not COVID. I'm smoking what was the highest scoring cigar in cigar coop in the last two years. Um, and it's a surprise cigar, but if you, it is the Casa Magna. Colorado Robusto, which scored a 93. I had not given a 93 out since 2019. This one, uh, while it's not Cigar of the Year eligible, was the top performing Cigar of the Year. I'm just telling people, if you haven't revisited the Casa Magna Colorado yet, do it. Yeah, I I don't think I've had that cigar. But um, I will. I would definitely any cigar that you you always tell me like, oh, you gotta have this one. I always put. It right yeah, I mean list. it. This one, I hadn't revisited when we revisited this last year. Ben and I, we were just blown away. We 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 always liked this cigar, but it's performing at another level right now. Is what I'm telling people. Whatever mm-hmm. like vintage tobacco they're using on this, spectacular. Yeah, th- I am smoking the newest uh, freestyle live club as I am here in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios once again uh, with my Drew Estate swag. I am smoking the Drew Estate Freestyle Live Unbanded Mystery Cigar uh, in the like the double Robusto size. Um, it's a little big for Robusto, but uh, so I think it's like more like a double. Uh, that's what I'm smoking tonight. And then I have a, a small lineup with me to my right um, that I will maybe tear into, depending on how much time we have. I think we'll have a lot of time tonight, so I'm sure I'll get into something else. But for now, that's what I'm starting with. Um, oh, just trying to calm down off of that energy. The intro energy yeah. is a lot. The intro energy. That cigar, uh, you know, you got to hand it to Drew Estate here. They, they, I don't know if I'm necessarily the biggest fan of of the Freestyle Life concept mystery cigar thing, but but – who am I to say that it's working really well for them? Yeah, um, it, it, it is. It, it's a it's a concept they've gotten people. I mean, they got people excited about a cigar to be announced, and 
they're doing, and that's just great consumer engagement. I got to give it up to them. I'm not personally a fan of it because as a media guy, I want to have, I want to have everything there. You know, it's like, I want to be the one to kind of break the news and everything, but, um, good job at your state. Yeah. I can't, I can't complain, but it's just, it's not, it's not necessarily my thing. You know, I, I thought it was interesting from the beginning. Um, the first one was the Undercrown 10, which yep. later went on to be our Cigar of the Year. Um, and that was fun because right around the time it launched, we had Joe grow on. And I think we were like one of the first people to do it. Um, and that was cool. And I was like, oh, man. And then the second one came out, and I kind of missed that one. Uh, not Everyone inten- did. Not intentionally, Everyone. but yeah, I just I kind of it, it kind of fell through my fingers, and I I, I had a lot of other things, and I, I just kind of forgot. Oh, about you it. you didn't smoke it. You didn't smoke it. No, well, not when it was running. I didn't do it till after. It I, was a very small window they had, if you remember. That yeah. one you didn't have. It was like a two week window max, I think it was. Yeah, it was quick. It was quick. Yeah. So I I was yeah. like okay, um, but it's good. It was a good cigar. Uh, Nicole really wanted to try it too. Um, she was really excited, especially after she found out what it was. Um, and then this one, I have it on. I was like, I'm not making that mistake. I got to have this. So I figured we're in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. Uh, the Spare Note Show is brought yeah. to you by Drew Estate. So I'm like, hey, tonight's Drew Estate night. I'm going to do a freestyle live, and then maybe we'll segue into some other cigars later. But yeah. uh, that, that's that's how I'm kicking off the show tonight. Um, and the comments are going. Mitchell's with us. Going to be a fun night. Going to be popping off in the comments all night long. Skip's with us. Hello. Mark Vanslidwright is here with us as always. Good to see you. We're only – the only yeah. – the, the crown jewel waiting for is Jay Davis. That's our – I think that's our number one Spare Notes fan. Yeah. And um, just like Beetlejuice, if you say his name too many times, Mr. Alan Rubin is here. Coop only likes cigars that no one else likes. <laughs> and the Alan night only has likes begun. Cigars. Alan, only, only, <laughs> Alan only likes cigars that are made by big companies. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Vince, how are you, buddy? Thanks for coming on and watching with us. Yeah, it's going to be a fun night. Uh, Alan Rubin's already here. And uh, when Jay gets in here and everyone else, it's going to be a good time. Uh, I did. I did. I tagged him in the comments because I just I wanted him to appear. I wanted him oh, to. Oh, you, you, you. <laughs> what did you do that for? Because it's it's great entertainment. It gets you going. It's t- <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. Well, you're not baiting me tonight. <laughs> Uh, I'm in I, too I, good I've of a mood. I'm not in the mood to argue about Doc Rivers again tonight. I mean, it's a, it's been a very rough couple of weeks for me. <laughs> Actually, in all fairness, it's a needed dis- it was a needed distraction. So, See, I always know what you need, and I just subliminally make it happen. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Alan says the biggest companies have the access. No, he's, and he's right on that. And, that and, and he's right on it. It's true. You know, and another thing I'll make, and I was, you know, as a jest I was saying with Aaron, it's funny how you'll see someone get behind a cigar, right? A boutique cigar, let's say, right? And it's coming out of the same factory as, like, a major line. And for some reason, that person will ignore the major line, but they'll embrace the boutique thing. And I kind of find it fascinating when I see that happen. Sorry, I'm responding to the comments now. I got asked. Um, why, why did you, you tag Alan, Alan Rubin? Well, well you have to explain that. that uh, Mitchell, I am not responsible, okay? I take no responsibility on this tonight, okay? This is all on Matthew, okay? 
So you, you can know, thank Matthew. I, I, I wrote it down, but I will also say it audibly. Um, he said, next time tag the real Alan Rubin. Um, you know, it's because, you know, Alan is, you know, he, we, on our last show, he, he stopped by for some comments, and it, and it brought a lot of life to the show, and I liked that. It, we, we had a great yeah. time. It, jabs aside, in all seriousness, you know, when the, when the comments are going – and it, the show gets lively. It's a lot of fun, and that's—I mean—that's why we're here. You know, let's—it's uh, fun for everyone involved. So I'm like, hey, that's yeah. a guy yeah. who's gonna bring some yeah. life to the show. Coop's gonna, you yeah. know, spin his wheels yeah. a little bit. You know, we'll have a great time. You know, and, and as much as I bust on Alan, like in, in a real serious moment, um, he does tune into our show. And I'll even say this: if there's something Alan really thinks, hey, I screwed up on, he'll let me know on it. So yeah, um, yeah, so. It's it's so, all and, uh, and that's appreciated and that's appreciated yeah we do and we appreciate everyone watching yep. and listening yep. and supporting and you know as always like and subscribe everywhere you can get your podcast we are there as yep. well as on Facebook in our YouTube channel um, and as a quick reminder I'm gonna throw I'm gonna say this now just because it's gonna be on the screen all night uh, it'll be in the comments on the audio uh, the the final week of our uh, smoking tobacco cigar family charitable foundation. Uh, fundraiser is uh, is winding down. We have about nine days left to go officially on the countdown. Um, so on the bottom of your screen all night, we'll have the uh, the text code. So if you text SMKTAV to 855-202-2100 uh, or go to rallyup uh, uh, or go to go.rallyup.com slash smoking tobacco, it'll bring you to our raffle page where you can purchase your raffle tickets and make your donations towards the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation raffle. There's some awesome prizes we're giving away, including prizes from major manufacturers and from Cigar Coop himself, uh, there's there's some things in there donated from Coop, and we really appreciate everyone who's donated prizes and money and bought raffle tickets. Um, last night we were live Absolutely. with Cynthia Fuente. It was a great time uh, talking about that, and um, and her friend JJ came on and told us a little bit more about his experience working with the uh, Cigar Family Charitable Foundation from day one. Um, so it's just it's been a wild ride. Also worth mentioning before we get too too far into the show. Um, it's also a special day for smoking tobacco because today is the two-year anniversary of the smoking tobacco show. It is the two-year anniversary of the um, horrible dumpster fire first episode um, that we lost after 20 minutes. Um, but we kept going, and now we're, we're here doing all of this. So it's it's yep. been two years. Yep. It's been a wild ride, but um, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's a lot of fun. So yep. just wanted to uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, it's, a, it's a special yeah, day. It's congrat- also congr- yeah, congratulations, the big big accomplishment. Yeah. Thank you, Coop. I really appreciate yep. that. Yep. Um, even though you know, and, and in that time, I went from being uh, new to the media scene and having Coop ask me, "Why are you sending me your video? You're competing with Prime Time. <laughs> I don't know who the hell you are." To now we do a now show he's, together. Now he's surpassed Prime. <laughs> now he has surpassed Prime Time. <laughs> I'm looking in the. He has done a, a great Matthew. You've done a great job. <laughs> It's been, uh, a, it's been a long. It's been a lot years. of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, are you a hundred episodes in yet? I, are you in a hundred episodes? I think overall I am. And smoking okay, okay. tobacco, I think I'm just under that. I think I am. Okay. Yeah. I think we're around eighty something. I have to check. That's still very good. I mean, um, if you look at the, I, I, I actually was starting to look at some of the uh, shows that started during the pandemic that were media shows. And I think there's really only one or two that have made it out of the pandemic. You're one of them. Uh, I mean, the other one I think was really Meet the Professor, but I'm not going to consider that media. 
Right. Um, there may be a couple, but I'm not counting a YouTube channel. I'm talking about a live stream produced show, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is look. I'm not bashing YouTube. Diff, it's just a different medium. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, I, yeah. I I think I know. I think I know what you're trying to say. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I get it. Um, yeah. uh, it's also. Uh, it's two years. Uh, it's two years that Nicole has been my main squeeze. Um, that also started on the same day as the first episode, yep. which was funny because you know here's this new girl who I met, and uh, I'm like, hey, so like, uh, I'm doing this like I'm starting this like this online podcast show with my friend John, and um, like you should totally check it out. And remember, this is a girl I only knew for like a couple of weeks. And so she's like, all right, I'm going to check out your thing. And so, like, this girl who I don't really know and I'm, you know, kind of starting to see is, like, watching this unfold on the air uh, and probably thinking, like, wow, what a bunch of losers. Um, I don't know what's going on here. Should I have said yes to this guy? I don't know. This kind of looks weird and embarrassing. Um but now uh, Nicole, the second in command, is smoking tobacco and has got her hands full with a whole bunch of things behind the scenes. So doing a great yeah, job. doing a great job. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, things have come full circle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and uh, you know, hats off to Nicole. Listen, um, there's not a lot of females in the cigar media. Um, there are certainly some great female influences, but I think Nicole's established herself very nicely as cigar media. She's learned a lot. And look, when you get into this, anyone get into this, there's a lot to learn. And yep. there's still a lot to learn for all of us. Uh, but I think she's done a, a very good job, really, is representing the cigar media well. And, uh, I, you know, like I said, hats off to her. She's done a great job. Uh, I look forward to many more years of her in the cigar media. There was a little history made. Sorry. I was last weekend. Message, but yeah, but she's doing a great job. Um, yeah. Fantastic, and just so proud to have her not only personally in my life, um, my my soon-to-be wife. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna start a family together. Um, yep. But yeah, also with smoking tobacco. You know, um, not it's it's not often that your significant other is also so involved um, in your other um, avenues. Oh, of your I life. mean, look, Lisa's involved in the business aspects of Cigar Coop. She's not involved in anything in the content thing um, at all. Now, Jay Davis did meet her this last week. So there are now three people in, in the cigar industry who have met her. Mm-hmm. Jay is now one of the three. But Jay actually has gone a step further. He's <coughs> met my mom. He's met my sister and my brother-in-law. And he's met three or four of my kids. So Jay has probably gotten access that nobody's gotten before. Well, he went to your dad's memorial, right? He did, yeah, and yeah. that was really, really nice to him. So yeah, we Jay's gave him, the, we gave him the access, you know. We gave oh yeah, him, but but I couldn't. I mean, it was, you know, and I I had no expectations of anyone coming up for that to New York, but but thank thanks to Jay on that as well. But he can attest, I really do have a wife. I'll, I'll just. Uh, it's not like nope. that. Like oh, that I have a girlfriend, but she's from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That was my son. Oh, <laughs> um, we actually we have a comment. So Mitchell asked, talking about media shows, Stogie Geeks even alive anymore? Yeah, they, yeah, they bashed me yesterday. Go watch the show with Brian DeSin. They bashed me on it, so, and they seriously did. Uh, they said I can't put together a complete sentence. <laughs> okay, and uh, you know that's 
you know, and they claim they're the number three podcast out there for whatever that's worth. Um, is Nelson you know, still with them? No, Nelson's not with them anymore. Hmm. So it's back to Paul, Joe, and this third guy, uh, Jason. Um, they did an interesting interview with Brian. Go check. I mean, I, I'd say go check it out. But yeah, they bashed me on it yesterday, so uh, that was fun. Uh, Alan, they're, they're talking about Stogie Geeks. Why are we talking about Stogie? <laughs> well, he said, "What show is this?" Always. So okay, we're, no, we're no, no, about no, Stogie no. Geeks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, Tony, thanks for being here. Uh, we're I'm smoking the uh, Freestyle Live Unbanded Cigar from Drew Estate, and Coop is smoking the Casa Magna from Casada. Yep, Colorado. Yep, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um. So Naked Kings, that's one of my favorite Fuentes, like, of all time. I love that cigar. It's a great cigar. The uh, the Chateau King. Yeah, I um, like that La Jugada Prieto. Uh, that's Moya Ruiz, which was made by Espinosa. Yep. Uh, great San Andreas Maduro. Yeah. Um, sorry, I got sidetracked because I ha- I forgot I had all these other announcements that I wanted to make. Um, so yeah, so getting into spare notes itself and getting into the 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 meat and potatoes of that show. Uh, so, Coop, the first thing I think we were going to talk about was uh, let's get the Cigar Rights of America thing out of the way. Um, you probably heard about it, or maybe you saw uh, the editorial that I wrote on SmokingTobacco.com. If not, you can go ho- over there and read it, uh, just kind of on my personal thoughts and feelings on some of the things I think they need to work on, as well as uh, Cigar-Coop.com. There's also something very similar written on that website. You can read that one as well. Um, it started... Well, to be honest with you, it started a long time ago, but th- what what really got the conversation going um, with Coop and I and a few others, a few weeks ago, there was a uh, post made on the official smo- um, social media for Cigar Rights of America, and the social media representation for them has been very questionable for a while now. And uh, we, it's something we've all known about but not really talked about or really gotten into. It just kind of really wasn't worth our time. But a, a meme was posted. And it wasn't, like, overly offensive. It wasn't like it was, like, racially offensive. But it was just kind of like you look at it and you're like, really? Like, is this something that really should be said on Cigar Rights of America? Uh, and it was something along the lines of, like, it was like this old-timey photo and the caption was like, you know, cigars have been smoked from the beginning of time to get away from, like, you know, women and idiots and stuff like that. And it was like, really? That's just, it looks so unprofessional. Um, you know, kind of dumb. And, you know, some of us kind of bashed them for it. But it also just kind of got us going. Well, like, look, I mean, this isn't the first time that they've been kind of sloppy with social media. Um, and I spoke to some people over there. And, and Coop, I think you spoke to some people over there. And I had some people reach out to me. Some of it was good. Some of it was bad. But that's just kind of how life goes. Uh, and then, you know, some of us, like I said, we decided to write a little bit about you know, kind of how we felt about Cigar Rights of America. Just kind of like, it, for me, I, I'll speak on what I wrote. I think this is similar for Coop, but I can really only speak on, on, on what I own. So uh, it was, and I was very open about this. It's, it wasn't a bashing wasn't a bashing post. It was more of just a like, hey, like I recognize Cigar Rights of America is important and they do a lot of things and that's and I support that still. But having said that, there's a couple of little things that they really should just finally clean up and get their act together with just to make it better, you know, because I think that we deserve as members and cigar smokers who rely on them 
you know, we just we it was just a l- just a little bit more, you know, seriousness. I think would just be nice. And uh, I got some phone calls from some from some people over there following that article going out. And uh, you know, it was you know, thank you for writing that. It's very honest. We appreciate it. Uh, it's true. There's some, there's some things we're trying to fix and yada yada yada. And I was like, you know, I only speak the truth. Um, and that's really all it is. But um, th- some other things that have happened, you know. Uh, they, they were supposed to go, uh, I heard that they were supposed to go to the Great Smoke and have a booth and set up a booth to um, to kind of, you know, recruit, you know, new members uh, to the Cigar Rights of America. And uh, they showed up. They did not set up a booth. They just kind of hung around and then they left. And it was just kind of disappointing. It's like, oh, there's a good opportunity. There's a lot of, that's a very consumer targeted event too. Uh, so there's a good opportunity to kind of get people on board, signing up, get them as members, get people in on the conversation. Uh, and it was just like a fail. It was just a missed opportunity. It was really disappointing to hear. Um, you know, some of their other, you know, their their media connections that they've done. They, they, they go to PCA and, um, and, you know, from people I've spoken to um, and the very little that I've seen. But more, I rely more on what, you know, the people I've, the conversations I've had with others. Um they don't really they haven't done the best job the last few years of really like meeting with people to get you know make some connections recruit people uh which is disappointing um and and it was just those little things that i I think that we needed to point out and and we did and and we hope that they can take that and run with that and and make some changes and that's really all all really needs to be it's it's not a like cigars in america is horrible they're a bunch of hacks it's there's there's some things that they should they should clean up um and that's kind of how I feel about it. Coop, uh, I'm going to let you speak on how you feel about it because I know you have your own thoughts and opinions on CRA um, in that situation. Yeah, so, <coughs> Matt, I think you summed up a lot of it well. The um, the meme, the way too much was made about the meme and not really the underlying issue. Yeah, the, and the, 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 I don't think people understood it was the bigger picture. And, and the fact that people were getting wrapped around the meme concerned me that people might not be educated on the mission of CRA. I'm not bashing the people who did that, but it's kind of a product of do you really understand what CRA is about? Because you might feel a little differently if you do. And, and, and maybe some do and some don't. So I'm not trying to judge, but I, I think that was – the issue was that, like Matt said, their underlying social media was was kind of we all looked the other way for a while on it. That um, it, it just was. You go in there and there were it was loaded with memes and jokes and pictures of cigars, and you know that doesn't belong there from a trade association. Now I went over to the, and Bear and I did talked about this on Tuesday night show. We we pulled up the PCA's Instagram page. You want to see, like, PCA is constantly getting bashed, but go look at their Instagram page, and it's an example of how you should be doing social media, and the PCA should be commended on it. So there, I mean, there's a couple of, there's one or two little things that maybe I would not put in there, but for the most part, it was put in there with alerts um, for people on, you know, action alerts, um, calls to action, uh, information on the trade show, information on PCA, just things they're doing, and, and that's it was it was basically demonstrating advocacy. Now I go back to the CRA page, 
and when I see what I see in the CRA page, it's no different than what I'll see in a Facebook group or another Facebook group on Facebook. And I can tell you that one person who I recruited for the CRA has already questioned me on this before saying, I don't understand what CRA is doing because it's me. It just seems like I'm paying $35 to do a Facebook group. And I told them all this stuff. And I said, well, why don't I get information on this stuff emailed to me? Or why isn't it posted on social media? And it's a fair point. But instead, the time and resources being put into putting jokes on there. Um, so I, I just think it was what this shows me is that they don't have a social media strategy aligned with the mission statement of the CRA. And to me, it's, it's telling me that there's a leadership problem and a delegation of empowerment problem or who should be done with this. Now, I heard a couple of podcasts bash some of the stuff that people who spoke out on the CRA. And I'm, I'm disappointed that that happened. I don't apologize for saying what I did on the CRA. I'm a supporter of the CRA. I will continue to be a supporter of the CRA. I will continue to be a member in good standing on that. That's not going to change. But what I do see is I see something that needs some repairs before it spirals out of control. And it's for, you cannot just let business go as usual. And you cannot sweep under the rug what was going on. Attention was needed to be happening to this. And what was this just going to continue? Like it was okay for this to continue. It wasn't a one-time incident. Okay. There was a, this one was a little more, maybe a little more offensive than some of the other stuff, but this wasn't a one-time incident. It, this, the CRA is in the need of, a, of what I said, a few small repairs right now. This is a fixable problem. We have great people on the board who are capable of fixing this. Right. And it should be something that's fixed quickly. Postscript. They did remove a lot of the Instagram posts, but what do I see on their Instagram now are pictures of cigars. I don't need pictures of cigars on the CRA page. They should be having advocacy. They should have had statements on what happened this past week with flavored cigars. They should be having statements on legislation. Go to, the P go to your PCA brethren. They got it right right now. And instead, I'm seeing this garbage out there on the CRA page. I'm sorry. Th this is not good. It needs to be fixed. I'm confident it's going to be fixed. So that's why I'm sticking by them right now. But I expect, I mean, I was disappointed that there was, they did get an email out on the flavored stuff. And we'll talk about that. But there should have been something on the social media pages as well. CRA interfaces with the consumer. Okay. It, it, PCA is a little more for industry inside people. It's not, so I don't understand. You have to communicate with the consumer here. You have to be, and social media is your conduit to do that. If you can't do that, if you feel if you can't do that, you're, you're going to be in trouble. So I will say join join the CRA, continue to join the CRA, but also let them know, you know, let them know your thoughts on things. And one last thing, Matt, mm -hmm. I heard some argument. I heard today I heard arguments like, well, CRA caved in to to, I don't know, cancel culture. Stop it. Stop. This is not an issue of cancel culture. This is an issue of CRA is not carrying out the mission statement on social media with their social media strategy. That's what this is about. Let's not argue about cancel culture here. Let's get let's get the content out there and let's kind of follow the lead that PCA's done here, which again I want to commend they've done a good job here. Yes, yeah, I mean the way I look at it, this is just me. You know, there's a lot of you know, cigar groups out there. You know, you have CAA, CRA, PCA. 
It's kind of like it's like the three main religions in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got like Christianity, you got Islam, you got Judaism. It's like they're all religions. Right. They're all based on some kind of you know faith, you know, but they also do things totally different and they don't mix with each other. And that's kind of like all the different organizations right now. It's like they're all like those main religions. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like at their core, like what they do and the, what they're about is like the same concept, but it's all different stuff, but they don't mingle well together. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> and, and, and like there's, there's stuff that PCA does that's great. And then there's stuff that they really need to work on. And then there's stuff that CRA does that is great. And then there's stuff that they really need to work on. And yeah. then there's stuff that CAA does. And it's all the same. And it's just yep. kind of like I look at it. And I'm like, why is it that like there's like three different groups and they're all over the place and like no one can just like come together and just but like, I mean, at it, it, its core, I mean, the difference between my analogy and the actuality of this is it all should be exactly the same. There's no other reason. I mean, the belief at the end of the day is pretty much the same. Um, you know, it's to protect the industry, um, yeah. allow it to flourish, and fight back against you know, the FDA and, and unwanted, you know, regulation and legislation. So, you know, the fact that there's all these different avenues just all over the place, it's just, it's exhausting. And it's just like, guys, yeah. now, you know, we, we're segueing into, you know, what we saw this week with FDA being like, oh, we're, we're going to take away, you know, all flavored tobacco, cigars, cigarettes. We're going to take it away. We're going to put a ban in effect. And it's yeah. like, yeah, well, they're doing that because <sighs> one could argue that, you know, these groups don't do enough. You know, because they're all too busy, you know, sitting around worrying about the trade show and they're worrying about, you know, posting memes on social media. And it's like, you know, and, and I know that's not get, all they yeah. do, but it's 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 all that other shit is yeah. a distraction. You know, you you want to know why you can't get people to sign a petition. There you go. You want to know why people. You, yeah. Because, uh, you know, that's my opinion. We've had problems getting people to sign petitions for years. We have uh, the great Dan Thompson with. McAllen Cigars with us here tonight. I'll ask, why don't the key activities of CRA transfer to PCA, simplifying the critical efforts for our industry? I'm not beating up CRA, just want most effective strategy and resources. It's true. They've been, there's been talk of a merger. Um, that's a fact. Um, but but yeah, I mean, uh, I think they I think they need to transfer that. I think that right now, what I'm seeing the call to actions out of PCA are. are much more effective than what I'm seeing at a CRA. And um, I think there's room to merge those organizations uh, and every you know have roles for everybody there. But I do believe they need to be under uh, one umbrella. Dan's right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... I think it would help. I mean, it, just kind of get everyone together. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's... I, Go ahead. It, yeah, um... You know, right now there is a duplication of effort, I think, happening. That's what I was going to say. So it would be much more effective to have it under one one umbrella. Like, PCA is doing advocacy, and so CRA, yeah. I mean, I think the, consolidate. It would, it consolidate, there'd be savings on there for sure. Uh, because right now redundant effort's costing money. It's frustrating. It's time. frustrating. Um, it, um, the. Watching this. Oh, Coop, are you freezing? Oh, no. 
And if I don't see changes, maybe with, the, with after the trade, Joe. Uh-oh. Coop, we're getting some freezing from you, buddy. Oh, shit. Hold on. Coop, you still there? Am I here? I hear you now. Your video's frozen. Oh, shit. Hey, Coop, do me a favor. Bounce out and come back in. I don't know what's going on here. Everything was crystal clear, and all of a sudden I'm getting some freezing going on. Yep. I don't know what that's all about. Sorry about that, everybody. Hopefully this is only uh, short-lived. See if we can just have them you know, recycle. Maybe that'll make it better. Um, there he is. All right, I'm back. Yeah, Am I back? back? It, it's clear now. I don't know what the hell that was all. Everything was fine. It was crystal clear this whole time. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying. Sorry, can you just repeat that one more time? What was I just saying? You were saying yeah, I was about talking about PCA, and if it doesn't change, I, I only heard. Oh yeah, if it. it doesn't change, I, I, there's, there's this notion. Well, we should just sweep this under the rug. This is not a big deal. It, there's a problem here, and if I don't see the problem solved in 60 days, there's gonna be another article out there. I'm gonna give them some time till after the trade show to get to get this fixed. Um, but, um, you know, and, and, and I haven't had, to, by the way, I haven't had to talk with the CRA person. Obviously the situation with my dad made it very difficult, but I have mm. to do that still. So I have not had that conversation yet with, with the same individual you've talked, but there will be that conversation happening. So of course I want to hear what, what has to be said on that. And I'll be, uh, you know, honest on that. Um, the other thing is I do not want to ever see again, another event like the great smoke. I have an empty CRA table. Um, next time there will be pictures, you know, and I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up as an issue. Why isn't CRA there? Yeah, and, 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 and from what I from what I understand, even Abe was frustrated because it was like you know, he went out of his way. Uh, we, you know, a lot of us we we kind of again we looked the other way on that because we were trying not to embarrass anybody, right? Well, you know, now it's out there. Okay, F you know, this this could be fit. Now I'm going to defend a little bit on CRA. It's been frustrating, okay, because a lot of retailers have not welcomed CRA into events. I'm going to be very honest with you on that. Abe has. Abe has been probably as good as anybody out there with this. Yeah. So Abe's event, I, I can understand some of these other events where, well, don't set the table up. We don't want to hurt sales. Abe's like, hey, here's the table. Do what you need to do here. Um, so there's no excuse here with, with the Abe one is what I'm saying. If it's some other one, you know, you know, I, I – Look, like I said, I'm not defending. I think they should always be doing, if you're going to the event, you need to be signing up members. And at PCA, they should be signing up retailers to become great American smoke shops. That's what should be happening at the PCA. Not going around and trying to do videos like trying to be cigar media. You're not cigar media. You, you know want to, you know, Promote the cigar media instead who have been supporting you guys. What I was Matt, gonna... go ahead. I was, just go, gonna, gonna... I was just going to add something in there. So kind of in between this topic and the next topic, um, you know, when when all of my articles regarding the FDA news for this week went out and, it, you know, went across social media, there was some comments that were made, um, you know, like, oh, hey, um, they've oh, they're, they're going to ban flavored cigars. Oh, good. Oh, they should. Well, it's about time. And, you know, a whole oh. bunch of people respond to being like, you don't understand. Like, that's not the right attitude. Just because you don't like them. Like, listen, I don't smoke flavored or infused. I love Drew Estate. You see Drew Estate over here. Big name. Big manufacturer of that stuff. 
it's not my cup of tea, but I, I don't knock it. I don't hate it because it is still important to this industry. It's just not for me. I, it's just it's not what my palate likes to enjoy. And that's okay. And that's okay. But that doesn't mean that we have to let them go by the wayside. You need to fight for those just as much as any other cigar because, um, you know, you, they take that. They're coming for all cigars next. And another comment was made to me. Oh, do you really think that they're going to come and they're going to take away uh, uh, all cigars? You must be delusional. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> we're not because, you know, here's the thing. That shows me when I see the public out there making these comments, how uneducated they are. And the fact that they don't think that it's really a threat, so they don't care. And I understand why they respond that way. You know, I don't look at them and go, oh, you're an idiot. I just kind of go like, they're obviously not informed. And where does that responsibility come from? The Cigar Rights of America. They're not out there doing their job. They're uh, not honestly. letting the average consumer know, like, hey, huh, this is what's going on. Um, we. This is why you need to join. This is why you need to be part of this um, You know, this group and, 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 and learn and, and understand and realize and go to events and, 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 and write to people and get in touch with your local um, you know, cigar associations in your state, um, you know, sign, sign petitions and whatnot. This is, this is what they're supposed to be doing. So when I see these comments on social media, like, oh, yeah, thank God. They're going to get rid of flavored stuff. Thank God. It's like, no, that's not the right attitude. Whether you like flavored or not, it's not the right attitude. Uh, and, yes, they will come for all cigars. And anyone who looks at us and says that we're delusional, you're the delusional one. And I mean that in a respectful way because um, – you clearly do not understand what threats this industry faces. I mean, I don't think anybody realizes um, online cigar sales that everyone loves and enjoys. They think that that's as solid as concrete. That's hanging by a thin thread right now. There's a and whole issue with yeah, and, very and, thin and, thread. And, and anyone who thinks like, oh, online cigars is not going away. Online cigar retail is hanging by a absolutely fragile thin thread right what's now. What's that what's the name of that act? There's a uh there's a law out there that right now and we're like one clause away from if that law changes. That's a good point. I'm not sure. Yeah, I always forget the name of it. Um before we move to flavors, I, I do want to address another point in the article that you, you talked about. Your article specifically. Okay. And it was, you called out Cigar Rights of America, basically only promoting, the only media brand they promoted is Cigar Aficionado. Oh, yeah. And I was so, and, I was so, and believe me, then I heard, oh, Matt's got sour grapes. I said, look, you want to know something? I have a problem with this as well, that, that, they, that they are only promoting Cigar Aficionado. There's a lot of us media. Now, when Glenn was there, I think this, there was a stronger relationship with the media and CRA. I, mm. I really do. Glenn, we call Glenn, he come on a show. I mean, Glenn would say, when do you want me, right? Um, so I think Glenn did a good job with that. It's gone now, right? Um, you need to be promoting me, You need to be promoting the smoking tobaccos, the developing palettes, the cigar dojos, the cigar coupes, um, the half wheels, right? You need, by the way, half wheels doing a much better job at promoting legislation than you are. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. So you need to be promoting those types of things. You need to be also partnering with the influencer people. If you want to do some of this influencer stuff, there are really good influencers out there. Popular influencers. You got, you know, Cigar Vixen, 
You got cigar prop. Definitely, he's got some some juice out there right now. Um, partner with those guys. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Why are we spending money on resources for cigars rights of America to do the job of cigar media? The, the it's out there already. Start communicating. Why aren't the sampler packs sent to the media? Not the, the not the cigars, but the announcement is. Why is that not being sent to the media? And it should be you. Those Cigar Amer- Rights of America packs are a great thing that CRA is doing, by the way. They've yeah. got really good cigars in there right now. Why aren't you trying to get that out there? Get the word out there. You, I know you're going to sell them all out. Sell them out faster, right? Instead, no, I have to read about it on Half Wheel, right? Because Half Wheel's making a whole bunch of phone calls to manufacturers on that, right? You, and, and, and that's, you know, I should have to make a, a phone calls to dozens of manufacturers asking them, if they are doing a cigar for the CRA pack, get the announcement out there. It, this is this is a layup that, that needs to be done here. So, I Matt, I applaud you for having the balls to put that in your article, by the way. So, so good job on that one. I was glad that was in there. You know, and I know a lot of people are going to look at it and they're going to they're going to make the face at me and say, "Oh, he uh, that. yeah, yeah." I don't care. I mean, look, the fact of the matter is, is I said it. You know, and, and, and that's the thing, whether it's media or whatever. Half the time, <clears throat> what people don't understand, or maybe they do and they just don't care, and that's fine too. Um, I'm not here to force my opinions on anyone. I'm just here to share them with anyone who wants to listen. So I share my opinions on how I feel about something, and that's really all it is. I'm not looking to start a fight with anybody about it. It's just like, oh, well, this is, you know, my responsibility is to yeah. comment on what I see. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's been, it's been my policy since the first time I had my first controversy. It's my job is in the media. Uh, I see things and I comment on it. That's yeah. what I do. You're not an influencer. You're media. There's a and difference. Not everything is always going to be sunshine yeah. and roses. It's not, yeah. you know, yeah. I, we're not ass kissing, you know, every little thing. We see something that deserves praise. We give it. If yeah. we see something that we don't like, well, we're going to call it out. And if people don't like that, I'm sorry. You know, nothing is personal and nothing is meant to single any specific person out intentionally. But it's if I see something that I don't like, I'm going to call it out. I think that regardless of whatever the excuse is, and I know how big CA is, but, um, you know, it's well, sad. I'm not saying don't give them their love. Don't, don't, don't kiss the ring. I'm not saying don't kiss the ring. But, yeah, then. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not that. saying boycott them either. That's not what it is. It's not Just like oh, share no, all love. Them. But it's like you know, I see, I see retailers and all they like. There's a, there's a retailer in town near me, and he you know he he promotes his products on social media, and every time he put oh it's well cigar aficionado cigar aficionado, and it's like yeah well what about everybody else? And I had the excuse. Well, because most people only know about cigar aficionados, so that's the only one that really matters. It's like, and they're well, not wrong on that. And, not, and, but, and there's there's some truth but to help that, but us. also, yeah. but also, the, it's because no one else gives us the time. It's like if, if people knew, you know, if the average consumer knew more of them knew more about us, then yeah, that wouldn't really be the case. But it's the case because that's the only thing you guys choose to waste your time on is let's just give it all to cigar aficionado. So yeah, obviously, personally, as someone who you know has their own media brand, as does Coop. As does developing palettes, as does Charlie Minato, um, as does the the dojo people. Um, 
you know, we, we, you know, these, these are our brands, you know, uh, you know, we share our opinions and we express our feelings and maybe some people like it, maybe some people don't, right. but you also have to remember at the end of the day, it's our brands that we put time into. So yeah, we're going to feel a certain way about how media gets handled within the industry. So yeah, we're going to comment on it, but that's our job. Yeah. It's our job and it's, it's, it's our, it's our work. You know what I mean? So yeah. I if we want to call people out for not sharing the love, then that's, what's what we're going to do. Um, you know, you have to understand that too. Um, it's it's not like it's, it's there's, there's no smear campaign going on against cigar aficionado. That's not what it is. It's just kind of like, you know, why why is it that they they get everything? Because they yeah. they, they, I they mean, were the first magazine. Oh. They've been around forever. I understand. I mean, they're big. They've been around a long time. They've been very successful. Um, but yeah, it's just that's just kind of what it is. Oh that's yeah, and CRA went around asking media to put free ads up on there. Just keep that in mind. No, that's true. So at least throw something back if you're gonna do that, right? Um, you know, Dan brings up a good point. I have, you know, and a lot of people don't know this. Dan used to work for Microsoft, um, so D Dan's a very smart, intelligent guy, yeah. and he and he and he's and he's used to a lot of statistical information. So this is kind of his forte. So he he does a lot of the conversations I have with Dan. He always has the statistical information uh, yeah, and surveys and this and that. Um, he's really dialed in on that kind of stuff. So when he says that he comments, I have consumer survey data set that shows CA is not the primary source of information by the consumer. The broader media is the future. There's look, truth he, to that. He's right. And look, I'm going to say it's the cigar, the cigar industry is still most of the cigar industry. I'm not going to put everyone in. They're print media primary. I mean, look at every shelf talker. I mean, it's just print. I mean, and... I'm not talking CA. I'm talking some of the smaller print publications. They will get they will get precedence over online. Now, I think online has painted. The, I think online has not taken the necessary steps to fix that as a as a community. But that's another story. But the fact is, this industry is print media focused. They they support us. Don't I'm not saying they don't support us. But when it comes to ratings, they're print media focused. That's the most important thing. They they feel that that they they if it's a print, I just wonder if I made Cigar Cooper do a magazine if things would change for me. I always wondered that. You know, it's something to to, to remind everyone. <clears throat> Who's the first one to do Cigar of the Year? Because it wasn't Cigar Aficionado. But yeah, I mean, it was you gonna say Dave, right? Yeah, but he wasn't doing he wasn't doing Cigar Authority in '92. Still, still, he still. wasn't doing. I mean, okay, he was he, Cigar Authority started in 2010, so he wasn't the first in the media, is what I'm saying. But he was doing it at a retail store, so he had the concept in mind. Yes, I, I'll yeah. give you that. So, no, and then I'm not saying like, oh, well, you know, but obviously their media and their publication and it gets out there. I understand, but it's like you know, people always look at it like, oh, you know. This, that, and the other thing. And it's like, well, they're not the only ones doing it anymore. They weren't the first ones to do it. Uh, they've been probably the most successful with it. But that doesn't mean that, you know, it always will be. Um, and as time goes on, yeah. you know, especially in this industry, uh, especially with the pandemic, a lot of things change. I think as time goes on, you're going to see more and more online media just become more prevalent. Um, no matter who it is, just as a, in general, um, print, I think over time will fade away. Um, I don't think it'll ever go away, but I don't think it's going to be what it used to be or it is now. I think it's it, things will change. You know, th the online sector is really growing and becoming more and more popular. Um, 
and I, I think you're going to see print lose a lot more as time goes on um, to online. Um, yeah. That's just a prediction. I, 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 I think it's a ways off, but I can see the, the problem what I see happening with that is you've primed the pump for some of the big print publications to build a massive online presence and really, I mean, become serious competition. You've primed that pump. This industry has stroked, stroked these, these print publications for years. So it's gonna if if one of them decides they're gonna compete with us fully online, we're screwed, because they have already they prime these guys up forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a time when just straight, you know, the old school vloggers. I mean, that was, you know, that was that was a somewhat of a huge part of it too. Um, well, we had some really those old school bloggers really messed a lot of things up for us too. They did. Right? There was okay. also some bad yeah. eggs. Oh, there was um, some 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 clowns that we had. There's some, some good guys too. I mean, we have Ben Lee, who was one of those original guys. He was one of the good guys. So, uh, but Ben was around during those days, so he could tell you a lot of stories. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean that's that's really it. Um, that's just my piece. Um, yep. Join the CRA. And I'm just saying, join the CRA. Don't give they have done some good things with lobbying and everything. Let's not take that away from them. Let's fix this and really make this a, a world class organization that I know it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I want. Yeah. Um, you know, moving on from that, as we uh we're already almost an hour in. Um the other big thing of the week well, actually let me ask you this question first. I know you had a couple of things that you wanted to to talk about on the show, do you want to do those yeah. first, or do you want to do those after? Yeah, do you, you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about JSK banning me from their supposedly banning me from their media distribution? Because I, I want to address that. I don't know about that. You sure? Oh, okay. Take the, take so I here. I don't know I don't know if it's true or not, right? Because I haven't had a communication with JSK, but there was a comment made on the How About That Cigar Show last week that basically said, "I'm glad I removed you from the media distribution list for press releases." Let me give some context to this, okay? I did not publish the JSK press releases on the Munchies, okay? Um, there's a code of ethics. I should say it's not really much a code of ethics. There are guidelines uh, for for public for publishing media stuff that we have. If it doesn't fit into those guidelines, it doesn't get published, right? And there was a decision made late last year to stop doing some of these food type releases. So they're not. I mean, believe me, I haven't covered. They're not the first food release since I did this, right? There's um, Viaje's been doing it. Ezra Zion's been doing it. Doesn't mean I'm not covering the brands, but no, I'm not covering these food releases, right? That's the decision that was made, okay? Um, and it's certainly JSK's right to cut me off on the media. I am not upset about that, okay? But I'm just saying the argument they're giving is your media, you publish everything. You don't publish everything. We can't do that. That's no media outlet's going to publish everything given to them. Mm -hmm. um, there are stories I have turned down from people um, for a variety of reasons. It's got to fit into the framework that uh, what Cigar Coop does. Maybe Smoking Tobacco has its framework, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't mean you're automatically going to get press. If you're upset about that, that's certainly JSK's right to do that. I'm disappointed that they, if they're, if they're going to go ahead and do that, I'm disappointed with them. But I'll also say this to JSK, if I want to cover your stuff, I'll cover it without the press release. I mean, I have to do that half the time with, with companies like Padron. I mean, so, and, and and there's certain companies that won't send press releases to online media. 
so so you're the 93rd ranked company on Cigar Coop. You know, I, I lost the 93rd ranked company. I don't want to lose any. It doesn't matter where you rank. I don't want to lose any. But guess what? I, I still cover Padron. If I want to cover you, I'm going to cover you. And uh, But that's your right to do that. I'm disappointed you, you would do that because it doesn't fit into the framework. And I just wanted to mention that. If that's true, then it's it's true. Uh, I don't know if he's going to go through with it or not, but it was in the How About That Cigar chat uh, the other night. Yeah, I mean, um, I can't really say too much on that uh, other than, you know, I, I I understand exactly what you said. You know, you have your you have your guidelines for stuff. We do, right. too. Um, yeah. There are certain things that I get that I don't post for. Again, same thing there's there's so many different reasons and it's sometimes we have to we have to yeah it's that's it's my it's our constitutional right by the way to do that and yeah. the first amendment allows us to do that where we're not forced by anyone to publish something so that's part of a constitutional right and these are the same people who scream about first amendment but it's not okay in this case right but yeah matt you've had your guidelines too and there's things you you've come to me saying well should i publish i said it's really up to you right yeah yeah i mean you know and Everyone does their own thing and they do it differently. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, I mean, if they don't send the press release out, like, I understand. We'll cover them. Well, we'll guess it. what? You'll still be covered. You'll still be yeah. covered. I mean, yeah. it happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it, and it's, it's kind of sad. I can't use a photo. That's going to be the difference. I can't use a – yeah, I mean, I have a photo to use because I can't lift the photo. I won't have permission without a press release. So that part's going to hurt a little, but we'll do it if we want to. Right. Yeah. We'll do it without the photo. That's what I've done with Padron. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but having said that, um, the main ticket item on the docket for tonight is uh, the FDA announcement that came down earlier this week where they announced that they will be moving forward with a full federal permanent ban on flavored cigars and cigarettes. Um, this isn't like a maybe kind of thing where it's like, oh, they're just they're thinking about it. No, they've they've said that now they're gonna go ahead um, and move forward with this. Now, I think other people need to also understand though, it, it doesn't mean like oh tomorrow like they're gone. So, Coop, I'm gonna let you explain what exactly happens now with this, so that people understand. Now the announcement's sure. been made. Okay, so what happens now, and how long does this take? Okay, so let's just kind of go back and understand what is now. This is something that wasn't new news. There was an ANPRM, Advanced Notice of Public Rulemaking, done in 2018 that started to address questions. It posed the questions on this. We knew the FDA was thinking about this. Uh, last year, they announced um, their intent to issue rulemaking on this a year ago. So this is not a surprise that this was coming. It was the de devil in the details that was. The other thing folks need to know is the FDA, this is being driven by the Biden administration, and I'm not trying to get political here, but there is a uh, program called Cancer Moonshot that's aimed at reducing the death rate of cancer by at least 50% over the next 25 years. So what better way, because again, tobacco has been always the one of the leading causes of cancer, right? Tobacco, they've always looked at lump tobacco into that. They're going after this, and they're going after the easy hanging fruit, which they're saying is aimed at the kids, because you want to start with the kids, is flavored. Okay? We could argue that till the cows come home. I'm just saying that is the FDA's rationale. Now, the important thing to understand is um, 
it is it's going to be published in the Federal Register on Tuesday. Um, the what what is being published is the proposed regulations around this, right? And we'll get into some of the regulations in a little bit, but I just want to give the timeline what happens here. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes out to public comment um, for sixty days. It could go longer, by the way. Now, people are saying, "Well, the FDA is being really nice. They want our comments." That's the law. When you do rulemaking, uh, when you're because basically, they were told Congress gave them the authority to make rules. So now the FDA can go ahead and make rules, but they have to go. They have the sixty-day comment period. In the middle of that, there's going to be um, a two-day public listening on June 13th and June 15th, which I will be publishing on Cigar Coop, and I'm hoping that our trade associations publish this to get as many people involved with this, right? Mm-hmm. So that's going to happen in the middle of this, but the comments end on July 5th. What happens then is they take the comments, and then they go back and issue a final rule. That could take a while. That could take up, I'm going to say it may take up to a year. So we probably won't see the final rule until 2023. Once the final rule is out there, it, it's, that's kind of the, uh, the doomsday thing. <laughs> then it's, one, it's usually one year later where it takes effect. So there's a lot of time here before we see anything happening that's banned with flavors. And it's probably going to, if you've seen some of the comments from particularly Drew Estate and and the, and the trade associations, there's no doubt there's going to be a legal challenge happening here. So, you know, that whether that an injunction delays this or not, but there's going to be a lot happening here. So it's not going away tomorrow with that. Um, the one other thing that I think people need to understand about this is, yes, they are, tr- they, they are banning what's called characterizing flavors, right? So that includes the amount of uh, additives that are put into a tobacco blend, right? But it's also this notion of flavor representations, either explicit or implicit, on the labeling or the packaging or advertising of the product. So in other words, if you have that cigar that tastes like caramel and you put notes of caramel on your shelf talker, um, no, that's going to be a big no-no. That's going to affect a lot of cigar companies. I'm not sure how it affects yep. cigar media yet, if we could write that or not. But I think I think cigar media has, is going to have its own set of problems in the next year or two with this anyway. So um, that's what this means. That's what this means. And if you're just someone who's saying, well, you were talking earlier about some of the comments. You got, wow, good. Flavored cigars are going away. This characterizing flavored thing, that's scary shit, okay? And every company should be very concerned about that right now. And, oh, by the way, I think that's why PCA is really taking up the fight here right now. I think I don't think they care about the added flavors, right? I think they, if those went away, they'd went away, they go away, right? I think CAA has a different notion on it. I think they're fighting for that more. But I can see PCA; they're more concerned about that characterizing flavors, and I can just see it. They strike characterizing flavors right tomorrow, and it's it's going to be declared victory by the by the CR the PCA. But I can see the CAA saying that's not victory, so. A lot going on with this right now, um, and uh, everyone should be concerned about this right now. Here's another point I'll make before, Matt, I'll let you comment. If you are a retailer, I mean, retailers, I've heard retailers 20 25% of their business. Imagine if now retailers start losing 20 to 25% of their business. Think about that. What, what effects that's going to have on the cigar industry right now? 
It's gonna that's gonna create a situation that is gonna be a nightmare. And you think about companies like Drew Estate, that's a big portion of what they do. Um it's fucking what happens shameful. if that what happens if that goes away? That's gonna affect a lot of the things that it's gonna affect that company huge and Swisher huge. So there's a problem. I'm just saying there's a big problem and a fight here. The last point, let me make one last point. So a lot of people told, this was this was also announced with mental cigarettes. But I want to point out that the mental cigarettes uh, rules are separate from the characterizing flavors in cigars. They just happen to be announced the same day. Mm-hmm. But they're not they're not intertwined in this case. Uh, so and that, that's going to be a whole battle with. Um, it's not bad news that they're that it's like this because but mental cigarettes are going to be this. We, I saw this happen years ago. They tried to do this years ago. This is going to be a battle. I'm just saying, this is going to be a big battle. So, you know, get ready for that. So his, well, you talk about cigarettes, which is really not our business, but you know, since we're all here, <clears throat> um, Jay Davis is here. What up, Jay? And Jay, with the PCA, apologizing for being at church, Jay. <laughs> you got Don't your priorities apologize. in order, my friend. Yeah, that's that's priority. You have your priority, man. That's right, man. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We'll be here. Take yep. care. Take care of the Lord first. Um. Shit, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, so we're talking about cigarettes, right? So, um. You know, you know, you talk about putting up a fight. So you know, you have Swisher International going through a state. You know, they're gonna fight on this. Where's Philip Morris? You tell me I didn't. I didn't follow up on any of the follow-ups with the mental, and I probably should have before. I'm gonna do that this weekend. Good question. Good question. I mean, Altria is um, Altria is a big company too. I could go where were half the cigar companies when this announcement was made. I I understand that some of the bigger companies need to go vet this stuff through legal though, so I'll give them a little time before I kind of bash why there wasn't a statement made. But. Um, you know, because when you think about it, there's a lot of, especially with cigarettes, cig- most, most cigarette manufacturers are big tobacco companies, you know, the, the, the term big tobacco, right? Um, they're billion dollar companies, um, uh, which means they have a lot of money to spend in the courtroom. So that's one avenue. Um, not as many in the premium cigar industry. I mean, you got Swisher International and Drew Estate, um, you know, you have STG, um, you know, there's, there's a few, but not as many as the representation with, with cigarette manufacturers. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be some battles here. There's going to be some money thrown at, at lawyers and, and being yeah. like, well, hold up. Um, it's uh, – it is. And uh, you brought up a lot of good points, and I'm still trying to digest it all too. Uh, yeah, I mean, another thing too, yeah, look, just look at the business side of it. Look at the retailers. They're going to lose 25% of their business. Yeah, you know. Now let's also talk about. So, you want to talk about like, um, sweet tipped premium stuff, like sober Mesa Brulee. Does that get roped into that? Yeah, uh, it's gonna be considered an additive. Yes, I believe it does. I believe sober Mesa uh, Brulee goes away. You may Baccarat. not be a flavor. Baccarat, big one, the big big well, brand. Well, sober Mesa Brulee. It's always been questioned if it does that, but Baccarat's a good example of that. Um, that's big for Davidoff's business. 
You know? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's... Justo Rowe has Tadaskan. That's a line that does nice for him. Uh, I, I think some of these companies will just remove the sweet tip and be done with it, right? But uh, Asylum's another one they got sweet tip. Mark, so from what I understand, it, it definitely affects the sweet tip stuff. Mark brings up a good point here. So is there any data on flavored cigar smokers' habits, i.e., will they quit smoking altogether or will they switch to other cigars? See, that was a little what the NASM study tried to do, mm-hmm. and that's some of the advanced uh, rulemaking talked about when it was released. Is there were questions raised on that. And this is where the cigar company, the cigar industry is really going to have to do their homework to pull some data together and pray that the FDA actually considers it. Like, just because they provide the data, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, but that's going to be a big – they're going to have to really pull this data together out there because usage patterns are a huge part of this right now. My guess is, my guess is, you know, some people will and some people won't. But, but that's a very good point that Mark brings out. Um, the NASM study was weak on that. I mean, they mentioned it, but I didn't think it was very strong in that area. Yeah, um, there was some interesting tables and some interesting information in the NASM study um, on this issue uh, that we kind of got into a few episodes ago yeah. when it came out and we, we had yeah. it in front of us. And Drew State referenced it in their in their response, by the way, which I think they did a good job with that. Right. I yeah. agree. I, yeah, they did a great job with their response. Jay, I'll have to, I'll well, have to all check the, Yeah. I'll have to check out those videos after. Yeah. Um, but thank you for sending that. Um, also, uh, Tony asked this question, which this is a, this is a great question. This is a, this is a very big one. Yeah. Uh, will this also affect pipe tobaccos as far as flavor? As far as I was told, no. But I could be wrong on that. I mean, I don't see how you could argue against. It. I mean, pipe because tobacco pipe is wasn't mentioned in the in the. Uh, it was. They had another definition for a premium cigar in in the rulemaking that's that's going to be put out there. So as far as I know, no, but I don't know that necessarily mean that's off the table either. You know, and Jay referenced uh, Altria's new marketing strategy, and as he comments here, it's called "quote moving on beyond tobacco" end quote. Um, they are branding themselves as a tobacco cessation company now. Um, you know, one person I talked to not too long ago was saying, you know, hey, you know, the big tobacco companies, you know, they're going to start to transition into vapes, into, oh, we're getting people off of cigarettes. We're not going to, you know, we're going to change over to to vapes, which are much safer and get people off of smoking traditional, um, you know, cigarettes and, and, and actual tobacco. And, and that's how they're going to shift into a new market. Um, honestly, here's a wild prediction. Ready? Let's, let's just, let's just throw this on the table because, uh, there's going to be people who's like, no, 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 that's not true. And then there's going to be people out there who go, well, yeah, if you pay attention enough, you could see it going this way, right? Um, wow, look at look at, look at at the comments. They're flying in. I can't even keep up with them. Um, everyone knows, well, maybe most people know. If you follow enough, you know, with federal stuff and the FDA, what is currently floating around in the House and the Senate that is gaining more and more traction every day um, of being passed into law that is different but similar to our industry? Anybody want to take a guess? 
what is a hot topic that's going the other way coming from ban into legal oh it, oh uh weed marijuana yeah as Who, who's to say 20 years from now that it's tobacco stops and now we manufacture marijuana cigarettes oh it's only a matter of time it's just right now they've been further along this road but they're going to realize there's there's going to be opportunities for user fees and all this stuff it, it, it's going to happen I wouldn't worry. The industry needs to not worry about marijuana right now. The cigar industry. I wouldn't worry about it. Oh yeah, no, it. and that's what. That's not what I meant. But don't, don't take the oh they're doing it because their their day is gonna come. I mean, tr- even Delta, some of this Delta Eight stuff's already kind of under the microscope. So yeah, it's gonna happen. But you know, when you want to talk about you know companies like Altria, um, well, what do we do now? You know, if cigarettes are being pushed out. And, you know, like Jay said, you know, they're going to transition to more of, you know, a stopping smoking company. But also if, you know, tomorrow it's, well, we're going to put marijuana into into full, you know, legal status in the United States. It is a couple of rules, and this is the taxes on it. But outside of that, here you go. Fair game. Federal banks can take money in, in cannabis, um, you know, investments and, and business and all that. <coughs> Who's to say you don't go, well, I mean, let's just sell, you know, packs of marijuana cigarettes because that's the new thing that's okay now. Coop, I think you muted. You muted, buddy. Well, I just saw this firsthand in New York because we happened to go up to New York and two days earlier, um, marijuana was legalized in New York. Uh, And uh, needless to say, you know, my boys were pretty excited about that, which has disappointed <laughs> me. But uh, but um, I went into some of these stores, man, and <laughs> you want to talk about marketing the kids? You went yeah. into a dispensary? I had a, yeah, I did. I was curious to go in. I wow. I was not the one who made the purchase, but I had I, I had the only <laughs> car. Um, All right, okay. And I'm just and I'm just well, and I, it's not the first time I've been in one, by the way. Just so you know, I've I've, I've observed them before and. I'm just telling you, you want to talk about marketing the kids? Yeah, believe me, their day's coming. This is this is not gonna go. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, the days of um, buying buying weed in the parking lot behind the Seven Eleven yeah. are are over. By the way, weed's uh-huh. a lot more expensive than premium cigars. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. In in the days of you know. Um, you know, drug testing for marijuana for work, that'll be gone. It won't matter. I don't know anymore. about that. I mean, there's still some that put uh, some specific. I think some specific jobs, yeah. but the arguments that I've heard from some people are being like, well, if it could go away where they can't test for it because it's not considered, you know, whatever classification drug or whatever, um, and just from just from things I've heard through through my line of work and people because that question comes up because it's legal here in Massachusetts. So uh, people have asked like, hey, so like it's legal here now. So what does that mean for us? And we were told, well, because because it's federally illegal, it's still business as usual. Um, if that changes. Um, we're not saying it'll go away, but it, 
things could change um because then there's certain legal stuff that comes into play from what i understand i don't know um but i mean that's that's just and i the reason why i bring up marijuana is because it's similar and when you're looking at you know legal stuff and legislation and you know you see tobacco being pushed out and now you see marijuana coming in and it's just it's just it's a it's an interesting cross of paths of similar types of product you know what i'm do you know what i'm saying right and it's right. Just well, interesting he, how it all kind of unfolds like that here, here's <coughs> where it could get where they could overlap you got to follow the money too because it's all about yeah. money At the end of the day yeah. it's about money and if it's well we're going to push out tobacco and because of the cancer and all that and then well we're going to bring in marijuana um because you know there there's obviously there's other ways to consume marijuana without having to smoke it or whatever whatever argument you want to make there. But also it's like, well, we think we can make more tax money on marijuana now. It's all about the money. That's what it is. It, it, it's all about the, for and, them. And they like they that, don't and give the money, a shit about the money's us. Gonna happen. Right. The money's <laughs> going to follow. The money pay, they're going to smell money with this, trust me. That's it's all it is. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. And cannabis but, stocks yeah. will will, you know, and and will will flourish and grow and then, oh, well, let's get on that. Let's make money on the cannabis stocks and then, oh, well, let's you know, we'll have a you know, 15% tax on, yeah. on marijuana. Yeah. Oh, so now we'll rake in all that tax money. And then, well, the tobacco money won't really matter anymore because we can replace, we can push out tobacco and we can replace it with, with marijuana and cannabis um, revenue. So, I mean, there's just just one piece of the argument. And that's why I bring it up because you, you watch what's happening. It's not just us being pushed out. It's them coming in. Just food for thought. Yeah, yeah very true. Very true. So I know it's different. And I know that it's a lot of it's not like it's cohesive, but it's it's interesting when you look at all the different pieces of not just tobacco, but other things that are going on. And then and everyone always likes to argue, like with the alcohol industry, you know, that third piece. Well, then how come they can advertise like whipped cream vodka and like, you know, that's a whole nother argument. They, um, they, they just the industry needs to stop wasting time with that. And focus on their their problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I just would stay away from that. Just, you know, it, but there is one way where I have seen the, the swords cross a bit. You brought this to my attention. You know, that whole, you know, s- by the way, the CBD industry has their own problem with responsible marketing. And, we, you know, we, for example, that one thing that was the Doritos bag that oh, said yes. Doritos, right? Like explicitly said Doritos and whatever was in there was CBD. Right. It looks exactly like a bag of Doritos. It says Doritos. And I saw what was interesting is when I read the article you sent me, like there's people in the in the in the CBD industry saying, "Whoa, don't lump these guys in with us. We're we're trying to do things the right way." Um, so they're seeing they have their own set of problems like we do yeah. internally. You know what? You know what? You know what my response to them is? Yeah, join the club. <laughs> join the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they have the same issue with that. Dan Thompson, if the FDA truly wanted to improve public health. Then the sugar don't give them, an idea. Don't give, don't give them any ideas. That's going to come, too. They tried it in New York. Bloomberg was convinced he could do it in New York. He failed at it, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, at the end of the day, all this is. It's things that happen in Washington. Yeah. And, and it gets all tangled up. And then now we're here. And then, you know, and then you have. <clears throat> of course, the kids is the big argument. That's and like you said, it's low hanging fruit. It's easy. Oh well, the children. We must protect it's the children. So e- yeah, it's so easy to go after that. It, I know it's so easy, and 
You know, you see the like the old, you know, the like the in California they used to run the ads. I they think they still do. I don't live there, so I don't know. But like, I know at one point, you know, they would run the ads with like the kids with all the the grape games and stuff, and they'd be like, "Oh, it smells like bubble gum." Blah 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 blah. And it's like kids, you know, they want the flavors with the tobacco being, you know, they try to paint the picture like, "Oh, they're doing it for the kids," and it's like, you know, and and then of course, you know. Which that's a very separate industry. The stuff that they were using and stuff they were showing, you know, blunt wraps and Swisher Swedes, and, and then you bring the premium handmade cigar industry into it, and it's all and it's all the same. And then menthol cigarettes are related, but you're right, it that kind of stands on its own island. Um, yeah, it is. But but at the end of the day, everyone gets dragged into the mud with it. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's the problem. I don't know any kid who's gone after a menthol cigarette. Maybe I'm. Uh, maybe some. There are some people have. I don't know um, any kid that's going after like sweet cigars. Uh yeah, I haven't seen much of that. I mean, they're gonna go, you know. I yeah, mean, kids, I kids mean, will go after blunt wraps so they can like roll weed with it. But other than that, no that's one's... that's where I was going at. It's, uh, you know, a four, you know, these these like in New York, these I could tell you these, a marijuana cigarette was like fourteen dollars. I mean. I don't even know how that how money you're gonna afford that. I don't know where do kids get that kind of money now. Uh, where do like twenty? Like I said, my my son obviously is very. They're not selling weed because it's my legal. My son was very excited about it. <laughs> I told him he asked me, "Can I do?" I said, "Look, you're an adult, but you just can't take that stuff back to North Carolina." Um, and he was okay with that. Um, but yeah, he, he's like, "I can't afford this," and he's twenty. He's twenty six years old, my son. So, did he have weed when you on the trip? Yeah, he did. Was it his first time? No. Oh. <laughs> All right. I, no, I mean, I'm just curious. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not. It's not. No, I, you know what's amazing? All four of my kids have, 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 no, three of the four have tried it. My fourth one has, my youngest hasn't. But all four of them tried it during at one point or another. My son always tried it, it. It's so prevalent, I mean, on the college campuses and stuff, so. Yeah. You know, and I think another thing that, you know, in Massachusetts here, you know, a few years ago, it, it came up as the whole, you know, look at the vape stuff that came in. And a few years ago, there was, you'd go into a vape shop, and I had friends, you know, way back in the day. And I had been in a few times because I would go with some friends, and they would have, like, just walls of shelves with all these different, like, juices for your, you know, your little vape yeah. machine that yeah. you'd squirt in there. And it's like bubblegum yeah. and cherry and, like, Starburst and, like, you know, ice cream, you know, cinnamon, blah, blah, blah. And it's like they had all these little flavors. And know, brightly colored and very, you know, childish looking, you know, of course, marketed to kids. And then what was the big, what was the big, uh, is stigma the word or what's the right word I'm looking for? But the biggest, uh, the selling point, yeah. like in, in the mentality for kids was like, oh, well, it's, it's vape. It's safe. It's, yeah. it's not smoke. It's safe. So it, it's okay yeah. if I, if I vape and I can vape like bubblegum smoke and it yeah. won't kill me. Yeah. And, um, which is not entirely true either. So. Yeah. Um, Massachusetts did away with all that, and yeah. it was like, uh, no, and no. So Massachusetts, there's no menthol cigarettes, there's no flavored vape products. Acids are not here anymore. Yeah. You know, I want to make up one point too, because a couple, a couple comments here. So why we went to, we went to a vape shop that was selling the weed is what happened. My son wanted to get his vape stuff because he didn't want to take it. He had flown up there. Okay. And that's how we ended up going it, and we found out it was legalized two days before. Which was like, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, but uh, but that's what ha I just want to know. That's what happened on that. Just uh, everyone uh, is clear on that. Uh, we didn't. He didn't even know that going on. Is 
Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It yeah. is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they I wanted mean, to beat New Jersey by a day. It was funny. They wanted to beat New Jersey. New York wanted to beat New Jersey by a day, and they did it. That's what they did. Why, New Jersey put, did it too? New Jersey did it. Uh, yep, the, yep. They had, and New Jersey's passed first is what happened. <laughs> and then New York passed it shortly after that and decided that they wanted to beat them to it. By uh, the city and the imp- state, they the were all proud of it. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it's just, and, and I, I bring it up because it is, it just, it's so interesting to look at and, yeah. um, uh, you know, we're, we're facing battles with, you know, and we're just in the, remember we're in the premium cigar industry, you know, tobacco industry as a whole is a, is a big industry. Um, and we're only like a, a small little piece of the pie that we're worried about. So you look at yeah. the whole tobacco industry and the challenges that we all face as a whole. And then the challenges we face in trying to distinguish ourselves from all the other tobacco products. You know, and then, you know, the, the, the regulations and, and things like this that, you know, it comes up and it's like, oh, really? And and then you look at, you know, something that's illegal federally that, you know, you could some parts of the country you can still be arrested for having. And it's like, well, we're trying to welcome you with open arms. And it's like, meanwhile, you know, we're, we're getting yeah. we're getting, you know, substantial equivalence crap. And and while wow, we're going to bland we're going to ban, you know, flavored tobacco and. And cigarettes and and cigars and and it's like, you know, we're it's just ugh, what a mess yeah. it is. It's just such a mess. It is. Yeah. It and is. people just need to be more informed on what actually is going on. Yeah. Yep. That's a huge part of the problem that I've noticed. It's it's not just this battle. It's the un uninformed public. They don't realize like you like yeah. I said before. You see those comments and like, well, that's fine. Uh, oh, good. Let them ban the flavored cigars. Uh, we don't need that crap anyway. It's like, you don't understand. It's not Yeah. It's not just that we're taking away what you don't like. It's yep. another feather in the cap towards the overall mission. Let's just get rid of all tobacco together. And then you hear people go, oh, you're crazy if you think they're just going to take away all cigars. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, they had their way, and it was that easy. They would be gone. Um, yeah. That's the biggest issue here. Yeah. Um, let's turn to the response a little on this, right? Because I have a few things to say on the industry response. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and the media response. Let's hit the industry response first. I think PCA did a good job. Uh, they had, a f- they were ready. Uh, you know, I was like, I would have liked to have had it out instantly, but they got it out the same business day. Yeah. Uh, CAA got their statement out the same business day. CRA took a day late to get, they, they, they put something out saying, here's a rule. We'll have more information. They did come out with more information. I, I thought it was a decent statement they came out with. Um, so I, I'm not really going to beat up the trade associations on this all that much. Um, I think they did They did what they needed to do. Drew State made a statement. Um, Cigar Media was quiet. Would you agree? This was all over mainstream media. And here's Cigar Media, and most people were sitting on their hands with this. Um, I mean, you covered it on Thursday's show and, you know, let's say you put out a response. I mean, I put a written response for covering it tonight on this show. Um, so I think, you know, you and I did something. Half Wheel did their due diligence. They did. Yeah. But, but first of all, where was, where was Marvin Shankin on this? So, nothing on Cigar Aficionado. This is Cigar This is Cigar Aficionado. Where was their response? This is a major major move that was made 
and there was nothing on the biggest publication on this. Nothing on Cigar Journal that I saw either. Um, I didn't see Cigar Authority tackle this. I didn't see Dojo's tackle, uh, do, tackle this. Maybe they tackled it on th- Friday's show. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. But where, were, where was the response from Cigar Media? And mainstream media had this all over the place. And it was a huge story on Coop. Let me tell you. It was a huge story on Coop. I mean, it was, uh, I'll just say this. This month was our biggest month in three years on Cigar Coop. That's how big it, uh, uh, no, yeah, our biggest month in two years, in two years, in two years, I'm sorry, yeah, two years. It was a big story. I just don't understand where was Cigar Meteor on this? Where were the influences on this? They were just silent. I mean, it was like nothing. There was nothing uh, a few the, people the, posted the, a press release here the, and there. I get that. But there's a response from the from the crowd saying that. Um, Eric okay, talk, talked about it in Dojo Friday. So Eric we'll take Dojo off the soccer, table. Yeah. Let's, let's take that off the table with Dojo. I said I hadn't seen Friday's show yet. Yep. So it came up. So good job by Eric. Uh, although I think everyone should have had something out on Thursday with this. Yeah. Instead of letting CNN and AP distort the facts, okay? And I know they do this show on Friday, but I'm just saying. There was a lot of distorted facts in, in that reporting um, by the by the mainstream media on this. This was an opportunity to to follow up on this. Here's another interesting thing, Matt. So I looked at the the coup. There were five articles on coup on this, right? There was the original article. Yep. The the CRA, the PCA, the CAA, and the Drew Estate. What do you think the number one red article was of those five? Drew Estate? Yep. Number two. What do I think number two was? Yep. Um, wait, who else said it again? It was CRA, PCA, Drew Estate. CAA. CAA. And the original thing that I pulled up from the FDA. Was the second one the CAA one? Nope. It was PCA. And okay. the third was the original article. Okay. How are people not reading the original article before reading the responses? I, I that explain. I, that's the part that kind of perplexed me on this. Um, like, why would my original article not be the number one? I mean, the Drew State article had a massive push by them, though. I get it, right? But good job, people are reading the PCA thing on this too. But I'm just saying the original article should have been number one, and it wasn't. I was kind of fascinated by that. It is interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. Um, Jay made, makes a good point here too. Nothing from Cigar Rates of the World either. You know, Cigar Rates of the that. World. I'm not sure what they're doing right now. It, I don't. Yeah. They've been. I don't know what's happening with Cigar Rates of the World. To be honest with you, so uh, I want to have a conversation with Reinhold on that. You know, before I kind of say anything. Alan said maybe the timing of when it was posted was when less people were scrolling online. Uh, mine's, mine's pinned at the top, and I put I actually I reposted that like three or four times. Yeah. The main one. Yeah. No, it it's not. I, I I could see usage patterns on this and everything. I looked at some of the analytics and everything. So. It, Jay, uh, the only thing I will say is Jay does make a good point, but this is not the first time that something's come out and we're like, wait, where was Cigar Rates of the World? I, you know, it's such a new organization. I, I don't know how far along they even – I don't know if they're fully ready to even operate. I, 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 it's a valid yeah. question, though. I, I think it's a fair question. It's one I think that Jeremiah and, and Reinhold 
to be asked on that. Um, I agree. And they're not, you know, they're 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 not nearly. I mean, that, that's a massive undertaking. Cigar into the world. Keep that in mind. That's I'm not defending it or anything, but that's not an easy infrastructure to set up. Here's a question. Like I, I, I mean, I did, I thought Cigar Rights of the World should have been there when the whole Fernaham Pete thing happened. I thought that would have been a great one. Oh yeah, that was a big deal. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing how fast people forgot about that situation. Right, and and, you, and they shouldn't, by the way, because that's a wait till this happens in the U.S. What other countries? Um, what other countries have this implemented in to their laws? I can't really comment too much on that. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's why I wasn't. I can't. I, just, I can't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Maybe I'm not Jay aware. or Alan Rubin might know. Um, but just, out, just out of curiosity, just. But it's your biggest market in the world is U.S. So right. Uh, I'm sure like Australia's got something about it, and I'll ask Dave on that. Uh, I'm gonna talk to Dave more on this tomorrow. Jay Davis, cigar rights of the world has done zero since taking emails. Nothing on Ministry of Cigars. Uh, Alan said the title of the FDA article pretty much told the reader what they needed to know. No, I mean you could argue that on the PCA one and the and the Joyce. Alan, nice. I mean, no, it's because it's because yeah, Alan's not wrong. I should say he's not. There's a lot Drew of headline say, readers out there. He has a point. You're he's a headline reader. He's right on that. Yeah, he. That's why I want to. I'm retracting that. Yeah, but you know, every, even but all my articles have the link in there and everything too. So I, I mean, would. I would add on. To it was a. It was a significant difference, is what I'm saying. It still was very well read. It was still the third most read article of the week. But the PCA one was second, and the Drew Estate one was, was – and, and here's the key mind. The Drew Estate one and the PCA one, for the most part, I didn't write anything in there. I just published the response verbatim. The, the, the FDA one was crafted uh, – I, I was ready with that one is what I'll just say. So I had a lot of that written. I put a couple things in at the end. But, but yeah, that one was crafted and ready to go. I would add on to what Alan said and be like the only – the only problem with it, like for those who just read the headline, um, we're not talking bucks, by the way, tonight. This is a serious topic, guys. So we'll talk to that another time. Yeah. Um, I would say the pro- like w- with with Alan said, like if if someone just read the title and was like, oh, okay, moved on. Uh, ac- actually, he but just they still clicked on it. They still most people on don't it. care about details or nuance, hence why people get their news from. Uh, Memes on Facebook and Twitter, nuance and depth are things of the path, and that's and that's kind of true. That people don't it's read; they true, read the headline again, and they don't read the details of like well the specifics of why things are happening. But why didn't why wouldn't more cigar media comment? Why didn't more cigar media have something on the FDA announcement on Thursday? Where was like I said, even if someone on it who was an influencer went on a YouTube channel and talked about this, there was nothing. It was. Mainstream media killed us on this. The biggest it was one of the biggest stories probably in mainstream media in the last couple of years about cigars. Unfortunately, it wasn't good, and mainstream media ate our lunch on this one. Yeah, true. So I mean, I, I just, like I said, I get some of the shows maybe didn't happen yet, but my opinion, everyone should have had had uh, something on there, whether it was one of the responses or. The FDA. I understand some people. The, I understand FDA stuff is not easy to write. Trust me. 
Yeah. It takes a lot of work. It's not glamorous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I will say this was no surprise to the PCA, the CRA, and the CAA that this was coming when it did. Yeah. So you know, at least that said, they were, and I'll give them credit, they were ready with their responses. Uh, again, a 24-hour window, I'm fine with, with that. You know, I'm not going to be. It's not one where I'm waiting two weeks. It's the stuff where I'm waiting two weeks for them to talk about that's the problem. It's, I'm not going to beat them up over they, – they were timely enough for me. I would I would say that probably this coming week, anyone who hasn't already commented on it or, um, you know, most I think will. Um, yes. You know, like for example, how about that cigar? I don't yeah, think they go they, Monday night. So They, I, they yeah. go Monday night. They'll They'll definitely bring it up by Monday night. Um, I would, I, I think that they would, obviously, I, I, don't, I would be shocked if they didn't. Um, and there's a few others like them, I think would do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then maybe there'll be some PCA interviews and stuff like that. CRA interviews. So, uh, you know, stay tuned on that too. Like, like I said, but it's, like I said, I think Thursday was the day to do it. And tomorrow I know that, uh, Glenn Loop will be on, uh, meet the professor. But that um, was pre-recorded, just so you know. Oh, that's already been recorded. I don't know when it was recorded. If it was recorded on the day it was recorded, so, but uh, I do know it was. It's a pre-recorded episode, um, so we'll see what I. If they, if they don't talk about it, it's because it was recorded beforehand. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, because I'd be interested to see how that conversation goes. But I didn't know yeah. that's already been recorded. Yeah. So if they did it Thursday, then I don't know. It's, you know, it's a tough one. But I'll say, nah. I should say. Gungloop's probably was ready to talk about. If if it comes up on there, Gungloop was ready to talk about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so, yeah, he would have been ready because again, this was not a surprise to anybody. Uh, it was a surprise probably if you're an average consumer <clears throat> who doesn't follow the industry publications. But you know, like stuff like Half Wheel, uh, myself, even Smoking Tobacco. I mean, they still cater to a lot of people who are really into the industry. So, yep. so I can understand a lot of people not knowing that. I think that at PCA in the in July when we get, when we get to Vegas, um, I think there's probably going to be some discussions on this, um, this and like a couple other issues, um, you know, especially you know, we yeah. talk about you know like the press conference, the um, advocacy update is going to be very interesting. Is what oof, I'm gonna say. That's going to be a long. Maybe in, that's uh, and I think it should and I and I really hope they record that and make it available to all members. Uh, because I think it's important if someone can't be there because of a, of a family reason or whatever, um, you know, that they have an opportunity to hear what was said in that meeting. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's going to be important. Yeah. I understand people just maybe blowing off the show, and, but you know, make, if you're a member in good standing, make it available to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to have to record this on my iPad guys. I mean, so I had bear one of the, it's one, one year I, I gave bear my iPad. I go, can you record this? And he, He's holding this up. <laughs> well, now really? we have a better camera. I was going to say, you don't have an Dude, iPad? we weren't doing video back then is, is what You're I'm like, saying. Hold on, Bear. Let we, me just. Yeah. Right. No, we didn't have vi- We weren't doing video that year. So so that's an important point. If we, yeah, <laughs> now we do video. It's a little, we can have Ben set the tripod up. It's different. So, yeah. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's. it's um. Yeah. It, it's going to be interesting. So, I mean, now we talk about, okay, so there's the. Um, what what's it called? The 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 public comment period. Yep. Or whatever. CRA made a good comment on this. They're going to be putting some, and I and I hope they. This is very important. 
they need to be very prescriptive on what people comment on. Now, you're not going to be able to control that, right? But I've seen these kind of comments, and the comments are, hands off my cigars, or uh, we're going to lose all these jobs. True, true, but the FDA is concerned more about the scientific data and the usage patterns. And this is where the comments that usually get submitted, when you hear why FDA dismisses them, it's because there's garbage comments put in these things all the time. Um, I know you can't control it all, but I mean, I would. This is where I would plead with people, get media, you know, get as much out there saying it's very important you comment correctly on this. And I'm, and I, and the fact that CRA said there's going to be, I guess they're going to be putting some some uh, guidance out there for that's good. I, I hope they just it's followed because I've seen this in the past; it hasn't happened. Yeah, I mean that's a good point too. I mean a lot of the times this stuff is done with. Factual evidence. Yeah, put the hands not, off your cigars on not, a social it's not media the page. Emotions. Yeah, yeah it's, the comments need to be they need to be just succinct. These comments. Um, I have it in front of me. Just I I wanted to pull up the uh, the uh, the PCA uh, the PCA response um, just for <coughs> some information here. Uh, and yeah, so. Sorry, I'm just trying to find. Uh, PCA asserts the agency still has left many questions unanswered, spe specifically on characterizing flavor descriptors, uh, descriptors uh, total small business impact, foreign impact in cigar-producing countries, impact on minority-owned small businesses. So that's kind of also the part like you just talked about. It's the impact on business. I understand that, and that's definitely important. But like you said, the FDA is. They don't really care. They they, they don't want care. It to go it's away. A, yeah, you're still this is still dangerous for kids. That's, how does that solve anything? Yeah, it, they don't. It's it's more like oh, it doesn't really matter about your yeah. business or your business is yeah. dangerous to kids. That's not going to change my mind. Yeah. Um. Now, we haven't really heard a lot about the NASA report since it's come out, and I'm curious to see how much that comes back Ooh. up. Through this yeah. whole thing, we don't know how FDA is going to do that. They clearly didn't incorporate it. There may have been a couple of things in the NASA report that were in there. I shouldn't say that, but uh, I know tobacco-free kids, and I'm going to be putting up their statement. On, it's already out there, but I also put that out on Coop this weekend. Uh, you know, they they mentioned how the NASA report said this was a danger, so they're tw again tobacco-free kids is twisting this stuff. Is where well, I'm they have at. their agenda too. Yeah, yeah. You know, even the people who disagree with us, they have their own feelings and agenda yeah, too. Yeah, and they're going to try yeah. and make us look bad for their benefit and vice versa. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just kind of how any political situation really goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest picture here though is, is um, if you're not concerned because you don't smoke flavored cigars, you should be. Uh, and if you don't understand why. You should educate yourself, but I also would look to all the organizations to be like, you guys need to be doing a better job of getting membership together and then informing them of yeah. like, hey, this is what's yeah. going on. This is why yeah. you need to be worried. Yeah. I, I would be, you know, and I, again, before those calls happen on June 13th and 15th, I would be real prepared to make sure you maybe have a town hall or something on this. I think it's very important. Uh, leading up to that, that, that there's as much done from an a to educate people what they need to do, particularly if they're going to participate in that call. Yeah, you know, I yeah. agree. 
I mean, I thought the I thought with the NASA report, our industry was too quiet on that call. There was nothing said. That's because people didn't know about it. Right. But it was like it was quiet. It was like we were, you know. I don't know. And, and look, I do think some more cigar companies really need to kind of take up take it up here and like just say, look, um, you know how they're they're committing to this stuff right now. I mean, I know Drew Estate obviously. They mm. they did a great job. They did a great job, Drew Estate. But I think I would have liked to have seen something from more companies. Yeah, don't forget in, you know, in some other capacity. Com- you know, Davidoff's got Baccarat. It's a big thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of Baccarat smokers out there. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, um, Scandinavian owned Cigars International. You know, so there's, there's retail angles. You know, obviously JR. You know, so there's there's things out there that that this is going to affect their businesses too. You can't say it's not going to affect the business. It will if this goes through. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Java's gone. Acid's the Jenkins gone. Act. That was what I was referring to with online. It's the Jenkins Act. Oh, okay. Um, so the Jenkins Act, like you said, we're on a tight, a tight thing with that right now. If the Jenkins Act gets modified, suddenly, if cigars are suddenly just put in there, it's going to destroy online. It's that close. It's, it's just a couple of words that could happen on that. Yeah. Yeah, that was the act I was trying to remember the name for. And then another thing, you know, I've, I've talked to a few retailers who said that they've had credit card companies tell them, like, oh, we can't do business with you anymore because we won't handle any tobacco transactions. That was the whole uh, Operation Chokehold, which was a bigger problem a couple of years ago. Um, but, you know, now there's the whole thing with, uh, yeah, I mean. FedEx won't, other... FedEx won't carry it. No. UPS has now moved to, has to be signed for. And now there's this no. misconception where UPS drivers think like, oh, don't tell me if there's tobacco in there because we're not supposed to ship it. And it's like, you can, but it that's, has to be signed yeah, for. Yeah. That happened I think to UPS me. Done a good, I think UPS has done a great job. They've actually, I think, tried to capitalize on what Federal Express is. I think they're trying to capitalize on that business. Um, you know, And they have the whole Cigars Direct program, which allows companies to ship directly from – it's right now only implemented in the DR, but they, they handle the whole thing. Uh, get shipped from UPS. They handle all the customs and everything for it. I mean, because I've had I've had you know people ship me um, cigars. You know, manufacturers that ship me directly and stuff like that that I've had to sign for. And you know, I've had UPS drivers go like, "Oh, don't tell me the cigars in there. We're not supposed to carry it." I'm like, "You can. That's why I'm signing for it right now." Uh, so like, there's like this misinformation or understanding of like, "Oh," and it's like, "No, they can yeah. carry it." I've heard people bitch about the sign. Just don't complain about the signing, guys. It's it is so what it is. we have to sign for. I, I had to sign for a laptop I got this week. So yeah, I mean, it's like, come on. I mean, we really, it's, that's what we're gonna be bitching about. Uh, it's true. Um, and you're right. And I think they are capitalizing on what what FedEx uh, is yeah. doing yeah. Uh, by saying, "Oh, we're done." And then of course there's the postal service, but. I mean, if anybody knows anything, the postal service is. You think the cigar industry is unorganized? Look, look at the postal service. Jesus, what a dumpster fire! <sighs> talk about talk about people need to get their shit together. <laughs> postal service is just a mess. <laughs> but hey, they still transport our cigars, so I won't complain too much. I have moved on to another cigar, by the way. I lit up the. I'm, about, uh, I'm getting to the end of mine. This the uh, Inejo, Shark. 
really good. Really, really good. Um, sorry, I'm going backtracking to these comments a little bit. I got Jay and Alan in here. Uh, what about General Oliva Rocky Patel La Aurora, who make a lot of flavored cigars? No statements I saw. Only two banks in the USA actually support tobacco anymore. That's it. For credit card, that all, is. All valid comments. All uh, valid comments. Where Jay Davis, they? post service permits shipping cigars, but no one who works there seems to know their rules. That's true, too. That's part of the problem, too. People don't understand what the rules are. And again, misinformation. Misinformation is also the biggest enemy of anybody. When people don't fully understand or they yeah. don't know. Yeah. I mean, no matter what the topic is. Yeah. It's true. It creates trouble. Agree. We experienced uh, Dan Thompson's with us. We experienced a postmaster who wanted to prohibit cigar shipping. Hmm. That's interesting. Anyway, so <coughs> Coop, how you doing over there, buddy? Doing well. You got a little quiet on me. I'm just checking in on you. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Okay, just making sure. Mm -hmm. This chair is really yeah. tight. Um. So yeah, I mean that that's pretty much the the bulk of our FDA talk. Um, for for that as of right now, I mean, I'm sure as we move forward, you know, there's going to be more pieces to this. There's going to be more information that comes out. Um, you know, we'll cover that as it happens too. But for right now, this is pretty much where we're at. If you didn't know, or if you didn't fully understand, or maybe you didn't hear all of it, or like Alan Rubin said, maybe you just read the title and you thought, well, that's all I need to know. This is the yeah. parts that weren't talked about yep very true um coop is there anything else that you wanted to hit on while we were here together tonight um i got one last topic okay and it hasn't been talked about yet okay but i haven't talked to the pca about it yet i haven't even talked to jay about this yet did you notice that the hours of the trade show changed this year no they did if what I saw is correct, now the show opens at eleven and closes at six. And I was every that, day, but I haven't added um the first three days and then the, the fourth days. day is that yeah. the fourth day is the ninth. Yeah, and I haven't like like this was going on. I saw this happen when um, it was brought to my attention actually. You know, when I was kind of just dealing with the personal stuff, so I haven't followed up on it yet. Um, but if it's true, I I hope it's not. I hope it was a typo. It's a bad, like, media, it sucks for us if that happens. Because the 5 to 8 period was our debrief things. Uh, and we have activities that we're going to have going on uh, that we have to do our backups and stuff like that. And we would do that at our time. The, our debriefs were very important. Sometimes we try to get an article out. We lost an hour with that. Um, I don't understand why it's being pushed to 6. I, I don't. Hey, people who come to trade show, get up and get to the trade show at 10 a.m. That's a reasonable hour. We, you know, so I, I haven't talked to anyone about this yet, but I did notice it. Uh, and it's, like I said, I, I'm not happy about it. Uh, Jay says, uh, I believe the hours have changed. A lot of manufacturers wanted a later start. And there's a push. God, God, manufacturers, get up and get there at 10. Bars. Get up at 10, manufacturers. Come on. This is a working day. God. <laughs> I, and, and I'm not blaming the PCA on this. I just, like, yeah. 
Well, Dan Dan Thompson says, may we discuss a <laughs> a positive subject? Uh, you guys are doing great, but reality is tough. It's true. It is tough. It's a tough it job. Tough. It's tough yeah, to do yeah. this. And yeah. that's what we were talking about earlier. It, it does. It gets. Yeah. It's hard to do what we do because we yeah, have it, to have it, those it, conversations. This is the difference with an influencer versus a media. And sometimes we do have to hit the, t- the tougher topics. Um, you know, we can have fun with, with stuff, you know. I know, you know, and we do try to have fun on our, on our on some of the other, sh- you know, and other shows we do together and our individual shows. But some these were some harder topics we had to hit tonight, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can't not talk about it. Uh, but, yeah, Dan's right. He's not wrong on that. Um, so um, I guess my positive thing is I'm going to Florida in, in May, so I'm pretty excited. Oh, yeah? Where are you going? Uh, the usual uh, Miami. Central Florida vacation. I'm I'm gonna do Miami, uh, but I will be with. The, I'm doing the family vacation as we always do in the Orlando area. Um, nice. And then I am going to. Normally I go to Miami beforehand. I'm actually going after this time. Okay. Um. So it's just it worked out a little easier for me this time, uh, because if I did it, if I did it beforehand, I'd have to take two weeks off from work. Because we're when we're leaving and everything, this this allows me not to take two weeks off from work to do it this way. So so yeah, yeah it's gonna be totally booking. get that. So I'm I'm looking forward to being back in Miami. It's I love that city, um, and uh, be visiting some folks, as I always do. And uh, uh, folks may be seeing me in Miami a little more over the next year. So I'll just uh, because I have some other things outside the scar business I'm gonna be doing down there. So you may see me a little more. I'm not gonna be down there every week, but yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. You can go to Clutch Burger so with excited. Terrence Riley. Yeah, maybe he'll invite me, right? <laughs> he, go hang out at Caribbean. It, it, it's, fu- it, it's, it's funny, Caribbean. But what's funny is it, it's true. Like, uh, I, I had a bust on him about that. He's coming on the show on the 19th, so I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about that. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, the Dojo guys had their invite. They were like, the only reason we went is because Bear basically asked to go. <laughs> we weren't invited. <laughs> Oh, wow. And I didn't know we that. We weren't initially invited. We were welcome there. And once we were there, by the way, Terrence was great. So I'm not trying to – there's a little uh, – Terrence and I do like, like the ball bust a bit. So, uh, okay. I mean, I took a year's worth of ball busting from him on the, on the selfie thing. I think it's – I think I have my time now. And Gabe Kepler. So. Oh, God. Well, you had to bring that, that guy. He was just said – Did you hear his comments way, about, about that game the other day? I tagged you on that. Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he's an idiot. He, you know, he he is just. I mean, look, this team does play for him. I got it, and he's got some. Look, he's got a hell of a pitching staff. Um, and I gotta say, I said, and I said this to Rob. You know, the over under I think was like eighty five wins, and we do over unders with the baseball picks. And I said, Rob, I can't argue with you going eighty over eighty five wins with the pitching staff they got. I mean, I don't think they're gonna win one hundred and seven games though this year. So. No. That would be a surprise if they did. Um, and the Yankees cheating, get caught cheating again. Oh, and there's nothing being done about it. I mean, come on. We're, this this organization just cheats and cheats and cheats. And uh, and by the way, the commissioner, by the way, and Joe Girardi, who is the manager of that team, he should be absolutely held his feet to the fire on this. It has nothing to do with him on the Phillies. If we have to lose him on the Phillies because he has to take some time, he's got to pay the price. On that. I mean, we lost that. I don't think he should be. I don't think he should. I don't think he should Houston. be. Fu- yeah, I mean it, this. 
you know, and I, and I understand the argument. Well, everyone's doing well. The Yankees were the ones, remember, who who were like they wanted that to overturned. I mean, remember that. So. Oh yeah. So, but uh, it's good to have baseball back, is what I'll say. Um, and uh, it's it's uh, and the Phillies have just won, by the way, at the second. It's oh, a final, so, so we were tickled. Well, we beat the Mets, who are hell of. I mean, look, the Mets last night. Give them credit with that no hitter against our lineup. Yeah. Good job by the Mets. I can't. I I give them. They have my respect. Um. And uh, your Celtics, man. Give them some, some look. They they look good. They look like they look really prepared for the playoffs right now. Well, if Allen's still here, we could talk about your bracket. That. I, I went 8-0 and no in the first round. That's all anyone needs to know. Now, the second <laughs> round is going to be a lot tougher. I'm not going to lie. right? Yeah. And look, look, the Sixers lost Embiid. And, but I don't know if we – Miami's a hell of a team this year too. I mean, they have my respect. They're, yeah, as much as I say Doc Rivers is a great coach, I mean, Spolstra has got two rings. And, and he's been – yeah, so look at what Spolstra has done down there. Uh, one of the best coaches of all time. He's a he's an absolute. I would love to have him. It was uh, nice for the Celtics to, uh, to they're, sweep they're well Kyrie coached. Irving under the rug. What a dis- I mean the Nets. Look, I grew up in New York, Matt. Okay, I oh, never yeah, heard I the Nets. The only time I ever heard the Nets talked about was like 2005 when they went to the finals, two years in a row. I have never heard the Nets beat the Yankees, the Mets, the Giants, and the Jets on the front pages, and that's what's happened with that series. That is a absolute. Bomb that went off. Um, so, uh, and we had the draft. I was. Oh my god, the draft! There's a lot of interesting things happened in that draft. I thought the Giants had a good draft. I didn't think they had a great draft, but I thought they had a good draft. They're still not going to uh, be good this year, so I mean, it's kind of irrelevant. No, they're not. But I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not. The, I, that's I, only half I didn't love. I didn't love the. I didn't love the Thibodeau pick at five, but I do like Thibodeau. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the guys we got. But, uh, you know, I, I would have traded down in that pick. I mean, I think there were some good defensive ends we could have gotten still and maybe got a little more. But, okay, I, I'm not going to beat them up over this too much. But there's people in New York who are thinking we're going go to go win the division with these guys. I mean, guys, calm down, please. Yeah, these, the Giants have been an absolute train wreck. There's nothing to indicate, uh, you know, if this team goes eight and nine, we should be celebrating. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, yep. Patriots, uh, they drafted Strange as their first pick. They always, but they always draft Strange. Bellas and everyone's all bent out of shape. Uh, they drafted another quarterback, and I think a lot of people they're like, oh, it's so weird. Why are they? Why is Bill? And it's like. You know, Bill always drafts the weirdest picks, but at yeah, the end he, of the day, he, he, he may move some of these guys too. So I don't. Th- people think like, oh, he's trying to like, he's trying to build his day one roster. No, he's not. No, he, and he look, looks at it too. Like, there's a few people who we could get now, who we can develop. There's a few people who are good that we yeah. don't need, but I I want to get them because yeah. they're good and I don't want to miss out. Then yeah. there's also there's some good guys who I can use as trading fodder later. Yeah, I have some yeah. currency to trade yeah. with. You know, it's funny. Alan says, I'm, I never admit I'm wrong. Did I admit I was wrong about Mac Jones or not? I admitted I was wrong about it. Yeah, you were wrong. I, I, I was wrong, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's doing well for you guys. 
Uh, I think second year is always a tough year, but that's any quarterback. But he definitely exceeded my expectations year one, and he showed me, yes, he can really develop here. So so I was wrong on, on Mac Jones. I ain't going to lie on that. And hopefully he's good long-term. I mean, that's a huge part of it too. Um, that would be great. I mean, I've seen guys in their second year really fall. I don't – but there's no warning signs with that. He played so well last year. Was he rookie of the year? I don't think he was. I don't think he was, but, I mean, he had to But be he was a serious about. contender. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he's in the discussion for it. Um, is rookie only the, limited to the first year, or is it like the first two years? It's first year. Just first year, yeah. Yeah, it's first year. I think there should be like a sophomore award in all the sports, like yeah. sophomore player of the year, because I think that's a big, you know, like for a great sophomore example is like Peyton Manning's second year. When yep. he went from his first year, to, he was not a good quarterback. His second year, another story. So, uh, you know, that's a great example of one. Yeah, I mean, once they had, once you know, the first season, you know, that's the first run. They take that, they go to the off season, they train, they make adjustments, and then the second season, it's all right. Now let's see, um, let's see what they can do. And you're right, people like Peyton Manning, they can change it. They can become awesome. Some guys, maybe they go the other way, and they just be like, eh, yeah, all right, I can, I, I know enough just to survive here, and they take it for granted, or maybe they just, I don't know, just things just don't pan out the way they were planned. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's true. It'll be interesting to yeah. see. It'll be an interesting season, regardless. Um, yeah. Jamar Chase was rookie of the year ah, in the okay. uh, AFC, yeah. The uh, the Green Bay Packers will once again get to the NFC game, and then they will lose. Um, they won't They won't even – I don't know. Well, it's interesting. I don't know if the Rams are going to get back this year. It's going to be interesting. And then God knows what's going to go on with Tampa Bay. With Tom Brady retiring, and then he comes back, and like Rob Gronkowski is like, I don't know what I want to do. And Antonio Brown's gone. Not that he was, I mean, the best anyway. But, I mean, he, he helped when he was good. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens down there. It'll be an I interesting mean, season. Uh, Russell Wilson is going to play for Denver. He's going to play for Denver. I think that's a good move. Uh, be I interested mean, to I see how that pans out for him. Yeah. I mean, Todd Bowles is, is coaching the Bucks. He's awful. Awful coach. Awful head coach. Is this uh, is he going to be uh, the 2022 Coop hate coach of the year? I always like. I mean, he, he was with the Jets. I kind of he's just not a good coach. No, I have why well, I have nothing. I don't hate any NFL coaches. Like, like I. I mean, Judge, even Judge, I didn't hate the guy. I mean, it was just it was, this was more of an indictment on the Giants or as an organization that they were that they this guy was even put into this job in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I no don't one, know no one holds a candle to Gabe Kapler when it comes to hate. Um, you know, there's a couple other guys out there. I mean, people don't remember when Jim. Fo I people. I wasn't on social media when Jim Fossil was the Giants coach. There was no bigger guy who wanted to run him out of town than me. Even huh. though he got to a Super Bowl, he was awful. He was absolutely awful. Um, he was worse than. He was as bad as Ben McAdoo and 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 Joe Judge. Terrible head coach. Uh, just, well, I mean, a guy who just said basically, um, 
I'm going to make Kent Graham the starting quarterback when you have Kerry Collins sitting there. And wouldn't put Kerry Collins in because he was stubborn. And then finally we put Kerry Collins in, the team turns around. Kerry Collins is the most underrated Giants quarterback in, in the history of the franchise, by the way. What he did for us was great. Hmm. Despite playing for an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so he was bad. Uh, I mean, talking sports with you is always just so entertaining. Yeah, he was bad. I mean, as far as a Phillies manager bad, we haven't really had a bad one. Pat Corrales, I had to go back to in the 80s before you were born. <laughs> so I wasn't around he, for that, yeah. Yeah, Pat Corrales was bad. That was probably <laughs> the one. They got rid of him fast, so. Uh, uh, he, he, yeah, he was bad. But, yeah, the Phillies have both part bad good men. Except We've had our Apple. fair share of bad managers. We had Bobby V. He was just – I don't think he even knew what he was doing. Boy, Bobby V, the guy absolutely lost – had a mayor election one and just said something stupid and lost. But, look, Bobby V, when he was with the Mets, he was a good manager with the Mets. He was a very good manager with the Mets. Perfect. He was, New York loved him. You either loved him or you hated him, but you loved to hate him. Um, but you guys had Joe Morgan's, Brady yep. Little. Um, oh, leaving Pedro in too long. Don't even get me started. Oh, you guys have had some. You guys, you guys had some epic bad. And look, I actually thought when you guys signed, I Francona was with the Phillies, and the Phillies was such a big rebuild. Um, I get they had to move on to another manager, but I, I always thought he had good potential, and I, I thought that was a good hire when he went to the Red Sox, actually. Yeah, so, I mean, we got two I didn't hate him. with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a hell of a manager. So, I mean, you've had him. Uh, the guy last year, who was it? Um, Renicky, two years ago? He was bad. Oh, he was a fill-in. He was just a fill-in. He, he I mean, was a fill-in. He was yeah. a, we have to let Cora go because of his suspension. You're just going to stand there and just and, fill man, the seats. We're gonna bring him, yeah. Which didn't even need to be filled because he, I think he managed during – Yeah. The, yeah. the no fans part of the pandemic. Yeah. So he, that was yeah. really irrelevant. And then when Cora yeah. was done, it's like, well, Cora's coming back. You're out. Yeah. Grady Little had to be bad. I mean, Bobby V was – look, he had a horrible year with the Red Sox. I ain't going to lie to you. But, but Grady Little Trunches. was bad. Joe Morgan was bad. Not the Joe Morgan, the Hall of Famer, but the other Joe Morgan. who was, Yeah. He was terrible. Did you guys know that Terry Francona was the manager – um, on the minor league team that Michael Jordan played for when he went to play baseball. Big story, yes. So when when the Phillies were looking for a manager, um, they had gotten rid of uh, Fregosi. Um, it was he he emerged as a candidate, and and the word was that Jordan called the Phillies, and 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 advocated for him big time, and he got the job. Jordan loved him, so that was and that was that was a big de- that was a big deal. They, then it was it it was talked about a lot. I you know, that Jordan had a lot to do with him getting that job. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Jordan was a big supporter of his, and I remember even when he got the job, Jordan made a lot of comments. This is he was so happy for Frank Conner and everything. He really liked Frank Conner. Yeah, I mean yeah. Frank Conner was good. I think his downfall in Boston was, you know, after a while, I think there was just some. Comp- um, complacency and you know those guys in the dugout drinking beer eating fried chicken and that i mean it was just like he, he lost control and it was yeah. like 
it happened a little with Charlie Manuel that last year too. Yeah. Um, as great, I mean Charlie Manuel, who I consider you know one of the greatest in Philly's history. There was a lot of that, and sometimes you know when you're there eight, nine, ten years, you do need another voice. We it happens in all industries. Another voice needs to sometimes take over. So, um, and a lot of times it doesn't work out. <laughs> so it works out worse. Yeah, it happens. It does. Yeah. I mean, we brought Ryan Sandberg, and we thought Ryan Sandberg was going to be the next Charlie Manuel. He was so bad. That was a bad Phillies manager. Ryan Sandberg was awful. He just uh, he didn't want to be there. It was clear. He didn't like being a manager even. You could see it. Well, the baseball season is now underway. It'll be interesting yep. to see how it unfolds. I'm and interested to see how the NBA Finals um, Yeah, it, I'm still. It, I'm feeling good about my Celtics, though. Feeling good. You, I, I, if you're a Celtics fan, you got to feel very good. Uh, Milwaukee's going to be a very tough series. Mm. Uh, Middleton in or out. Uh, that's going to be a war they're going to have to go through. Um, and and they may both teams may beat each other up. And uh, you know, I'm a I, look. I'm going to root for the Philly uh, the Sixers to beat the uh, Heat, but the Heat are not going to be an easy out either. No. Yeah. So they got a hard road ahead. I mean, they would. Oh, the like the one East is very the, hard. Uh, the East is very hard right now. Yeah. Mm. Very hard. Yeah. I'd be yeah. excited to see how that rolls out. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, last comments, questions, concerns, just all plugs. Yeah, I'm all good here. Uh, plugs. Uh, primetime show next Thursday. Uh, we're gonna have a gentleman by the name of Alex Svensson on the show. Uh, Alex has a long history in the business. Uh, he was uh, involved with Cigar.com. He was a big part of Cigars International. He is a absolute savant on cigars, this guy. Uh, one of, very well-respected in the industry. He's got a new thing going on um, with Cigar Page, and we'll talk to him about that. So I'm very excited to have Alex on. Uh, he's a guy I – I used to read his stuff in his Cigar.com catalogs. And he, used to, like, he set up a catalog, kind of made it like a magazine. Mm-hmm. And it was his writing was really good. He just had great insight. So, so I'm excited to have Alex on the show um, next uh, Thursday, primetime two twenty six, and then Monday night uh, we have Jukebox, uh, our final four show of the '90s Madness. Uh, it's Nirvana, uh, Nirvana's Nevermind, Pearl Jam's Ten, Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill, and Metallica's Black Album. And we'll be just talking about the four albums. Those are all great and albums. Those, those, yeah, tough. I, uh, I'm in the matchup with um, Hector, who's doing, doing, who's doing this. Hector's got Nirvana, and I got Metallica, so we're matching up. And then Dave's got Alanis, uh, and John McTavish has Pearl Jam. So tough four. I think Alanis is the surprise pick of the four. I think she's got a tougher road, but the other three I think could win this. So. Yeah, I mean, like I said, those are all great albums. It, it'll be, yeah, it'll be tough. Yep. yep. It'll be tough. Yep. Um, Thursday night we have uh, Jay Davis will be with us. Ooh. Um, at eight p.m. Eastern. Yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be a good one. Um, we can talk a little bit more about some of the things we talked about tonight. We'll talk about Jay. Yep. Um, if you don't know Jay, you should know Jay. Absolutely. Um, he's a great face. He's a great guy. Uh, he'll probably also talk about his uh, his new his new um, is it a club that he started today at Blue, at Blue I'm Smoke? Not, I'm not sure. I got to get some details on this. Uh, I kind of just started seeing this 
before yeah. the show. Yeah, me too. So, I was just kind of like, yeah. oh, what's he up to? He's yep. up to something down there. He's up to something. Good. Yep, yep, good job. So it'll be interesting to see hear more about that. So I'll ask him about that on Thursday night. Um, other than that, that's going to do it for uh, Spare Notes tonight. Thank you guys for watching and listening as always. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, don't forget about the fundraiser raffle that yep. is going on right now. If you text SMKTAB to 855-202-2100 or go to go.rallyup.com slash tobacco, you can find uh, the full fundraiser there as well as the list of prizes, and that's where you can donate, buy your raffle tickets, etc. So don't forget to head over there. There's only nine days left, uh, and there's some awesome prizes up for grabs. So be sure to check that out. And yep. uh, that's going to do it. So, Coop, thanks for being here. And, Thank uh, you. We'll see you guys next time. Take care, Take care. everybody.